All right, welcome to episode 211 of the Radio Impound Podcast for May 15, 2020. And uh, it's 7.08 p.m. now, Jason. We tried, okay. at, we tried at 7.01, right? 7.03, yeah. and now 7.08. <laughs> this doesn't get easy. I mean, it's 211 episodes in, and you think it would be seamless, but, uh, you know, got the little things that you have to work out, and uh, it still glitches. happens after 200. Yeah, little glitches here and there, even at 2.11. <laughs> How are things going in lovely Florida, Jason? They're going, they're going well right now. Um, things are starting to kick back off a little bit. Uh, things are opening up. A little bit of limited uh, availability in restaurants and things. And uh, Paul and I went to a lunch today where we went inside, mm. got our food, got served. Um, so you have to – so you guys sit down there and eat and you have to stay – yeah. So they had tables spaced apart probably now. Or was it the Well, they were all in the same position as normal, but they people were spacing themselves out. Okay. Yeah. We go into the yellow phase next Friday. So, so that means what you get to sleep in your own bed. <laughs> I don't I really don't know what the the difference between the red and the yellow is other than some of these businesses that can't be open can open again, I guess, like the barber shops and stuff like that. Okay. Um, but uh, some people took matters in their own hands and just started opening up. They were getting tired of waiting. But, uh, yeah, so next Friday, I am the out of the red phase into the yellow. So, starting to catch up with Florida. So far, it's been going pretty well, and the Super Cup went pretty well. So, oh yeah, that's right. We'll just, we'll just uh, kind of keep pushing along, see what's allowed and what's uh, what's available to do, and we're kind of waiting to see if uh, they're going to run the AMS Alabama Alabama Manufacturer Shootout. Um, that's scheduled to go off in a couple weeks in Alabama, and they're talking about. They want to run it. They want to run the race. So oh, wow. The, okay. the, dri- the drivers are getting kind of excited about it. And, of course, the big news out of here in Pennsylvania, LCRC Raceway, A-Scale Nationals, was canceled. Yeah, I mean, I kind of was targeting that as our first race back. So it's kind of disappointing in a way. Well, like I said in the last part, I thought it might have a chance because it was near the end of June. Mm-hmm. But... Um, I still think, like, we're going into the yellow phase here next Friday. I still think that county, that LCRC is in, um, will be in the red still. Ah, okay. But I I thought there might be a chance, but um, what, uh, just uh, a few days ago they announced that. Mm Mm-hmm. So that sucks. Yeah, very. Looked forward to going to that, hanging out. I know. It was, I was kind of targeting that, thinking that was going to be our first first run out but i guess not so there's no discussions of moving it well i i think the post did say that they may target a later date for that if uh i'm correct on that um so maybe maybe it will still be at lcrc mm-hmm. or or will they just cancel that altogether you think and just do it next year <clears throat> uh i mean it 
It looks like it's a consideration that it could get canceled altogether. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I don't know. It didn't seem like that was kind of left off the table because. When's the last time just, that happened to a national? I think never. Wow. So yeah, it's it's up in the air. Hmm. So right now we're kind of targeting that AMS event in Alabama to see if we can get that one uh, to go. Uh, obviously, that's up to the the city authorities and people there what what they're going to allow. And yeah, I mean, if they're going to allow it, they're they're going to have a killer turnout. I mean, it's going to be big. <clears throat> people are ready to rock and roll. They want to race. So quarantining inside my home here. You know what I was doing today, Jason? I watching uh, wrestling. No, come on. You know what I was watching? Well, oh, I was the the oval the oval event at uh the big track there, Mega Track. Mega Track. Mm-hmm. So Rob Cutman during a week posted uh, this guy on on Facebook that has all these videos from Mega Track, and he was posting them up there. And it's like, wow, dude, that brought back so many freaking memories watching those videos. Amazing. I think it was uh, 1989 and 90, I believe he has up there. Okay. Just a couple videos. I think, you know, he's looking for more to post. Um, can't remember the guy's name off the top of my head, but but Rob reposted it. And I was like, because Rob was in this race, uh, Speedworks I guess it was the Trinity Speedworks race from 1990. That's what Rob was in. And Joel Johnson was there and stuff. Now, 91 is the one I went to. That's where, you know, I had my famous P-Main victory. Okay. 1991. But 90, I was there at that race watching. And that's when I decided to get a car so I can race that Megatrack. Okay. So I got to be in that crowd somewhere. And that's why I was looking, trying to see myself in there, but uh, it was hard to do that. But, you know, when Joel was racing, I figured I'd be right up on a driver's stand with him standing right next to him, but I wasn't. Hey, Joel, remember when you, (laughs) (laughs) when you dodged that car in traffic, that was awesome. That was cool, man. Yeah, man. It's so cool to, to, to uh, go back and watch that stuff, though, man. <clears throat> now it is. All right. Speaking of vintage, Jason, who do we have on the show tonight for episode two eleven? We got Jason Santos, and we'll check with him on the pronunciation because uh, I've only been able to text with him, and he's uh, had to try to show me via text how to pronounce it. But that's <laughs> the the one I got the best so far yeah uh but uh dealt with him for quite a while building vintage rc cars you know he's built stuff for me i've bought some stuff for him from him that he's already built uh that he's just kind of has in his uh, inventory and yeah, that's what he does he he uh, loves the rc10 he he builds a lot of theme cars like different versions that he's seen in a magazine or something and he usually doesn't go for like the you know, that's like, you don't just have a, you know, like a Masami car from RC car action, like the one they'll do a, a spread on or something. He just, he goes for like something more obscure, like, 
you know, Masami's uh, Japanese nationals winning car. Like he'll find like an obscure photo of that one. Oh, okay. And then he tries to replicate these ones that are a little more obscure, I guess. So, yeah. Wow. That's gotta be a lot of work, huh? He's really good at it. He, he's really good at putting uh, building these building these cars and uh, doing the, the modifications uh, that we all used to do back then. And he's kind of got that stuff mastered. And he, he, I think if he sits down and he fo- has all the parts and he can, you know, he can knock it out pretty quick, even specialty looking cars, you know, he's, he's pretty good at it. I would imagine trying to get all the parts of those got to be a pain, right? I mean, that's gotta be tough. A lot of these guys have a lot of the parts over the years and they've collected them. And then when associated did a re-release, they stocked Uh up again. Okay. Uh, But it, but it is, it is hard to get these parts. It's getting, and it's getting more difficult to get them. You know, every year it seems like, you know, if you try to go on and get some of the RC 10 T a arms that are molded in white plastic, it's tough. Mm. I mean, if you go on eBay and try to get some, and if a, and if a set comes up, they're not cheap. You got to browse the old eBay and see what they got. Yeah, you know, people will put on like dirty ones and dyed, dyed colored. Well, um, what are you searching? RC10T arms, suspension arms, parts. Mm-hmm. But the the true RC10T white suspension arms, there is no new ones on here right now. Oh, it's you all know, pre-owned. The, yeah, the very first one listed here. Sure, those are the parts, but, you know, it's kind of run hard here. <laughs> yeah. Not a, and usually they're they're like the parts have a tinge to them, like they're, you know, they're not they don't have the correct look. So, you know, there's a there's a process that these guys use to try to bring the, the color, uh, brighten the color up. And wow. Uh, so, so we'll talk to them a little bit about that. Yeah. But yeah, a lot of cool stuff with the vintage community. They've figured out ways to, you know, restore things that are that are old and you know what i did he's he's got an rc 10 gt that he's finishing right now that i asked him to build for me and i sent him all the parts you know i gathered parts from ebay over a period of time like i'd buy like a junk truck because i saw that it had like good parts here and there Hmm. so I'd, i'd get the part the truck in i'd strip it send him what was good off of it and combine it with something else. And then when it's all said and done, you got a nice truck, but it was like, you kind of had to piece, uh, piece it together from parts you get on eBay. So, um, so yeah, he, he, his thing is RC tens and, and I have a bunch of RC tens also, but, uh, you know, of course you got a RC tens, but in this case, I'm really into the RC10T, uh, the team truck and the GT. I really love those two vehicles. And I mean, every, everybody likes an RC10, but right. uh, the RC10T and the the GT, I, I really like those two vehicles. So, yeah, we'll talk to him a little bit about that. He's into the buggies and uh, 
I'll send him truck stuff. He'll be like, another truck. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, all right, we'll do it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so then he also restores real cars. I think that's the, the main job. Hmm. Obviously, he'll tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. Um, so doing a lot of car restoration, whether it's big or small. I'm going to have to ask him if I find a cheap a geo tracker, if he can restore hmm. it for me. Where's Jason located? Pennsylvania. Oh, where at? I don't know. He where said he's an hour and a half from me. Okay, we'll find all this out when he gets on the podcast. The uh, the Radio Impound podcast, correct? Right, that's exactly that's what you're listening to. In case you forgot, you are okay. listening to the Radio Impound podcast, folks. <laughs> Good, right. good, good. What do you say we dial Jason up? Get some info on all this stuff. Yeah, let's uh, let's get to the bottom of this this vintage uh, craze. All right, we're gonna take a quick break, and when we come back, Jason Santos of RC10Talk.com. And I was just scrolling through the site there, Jason. That's a real nice site. Forums, man. Reminds me of the old days. Yeah, and that, that'd be another thing we can talk to him about because obviously that went through a phase, right? Where their uh, forums were were everything. Yeah, Trinity Tech Talk. Mm-hmm. And you know, it spilled into Facebook a little bit. The only thing that's kind of unfortunate about Facebook stuff is it doesn't have the organization uh, of like the forums did with, you know, start a thread and, you know, it, the organization isn't quite as easy in Facebook. I don't think. Right. No, you're right. Absolutely. But I, I'm guessing that it's just a matter of time and they will have that. They'll have that, that ability. Like you just said, I mean, they're going after zoom. I mean, mm -hmm. they'll get her done. Yep. All right, guys, we'll be right back. Jason. Yeah, what's up? Hey, it's Scotty Jr. from the Radio Impound Podcast. How you doing? Eh, okay. How about you? My fellow Pennsylvanian. How you, so you're down in the uh, Philly area, or where are you at? Uh, in Northampton, right now. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. You guys are uh, still in the red, right? As far as the uh, governor. For, oh, I don't... Storming? No, they got well that too. I was telling Jason up here, it's, uh, I got thunderstorms going on behind me, lightning. So we're hoping this podcast episode goes <laughs> off well. <laughs> but anyway, uh, no, the whole been, uh, the whole quarantining and stuff. I think Allentown's like getting hit pretty oh, hard. Oh. Yeah, I'm. Um, I don't have to really worry about that too much because uh, uh, I basically basically work you know for myself or like you know by myself. Yeah, I'm with my dad. Yeah. Um, so I'm not, um, 
it's not hurting me any. But everybody's good and hell and safe and stuff like that. That's good. So, yeah. 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 And, and uh, with me is Jason all the way down in lovely Florida there. That's right. Lovely Florida. <laughs> How you doing, Jason? Pretty good. How are you? Doing well. Glad we got you on the show here and. We were trying to, uh, you know, do a little pre-show, talk a little bit about uh, before you came on, and and uh, he's asking me how to pronounce your last name, and I'm like, you know, I think it's this, but I've never actually <laughs> heard him say it. Yeah, it's uh, Santos. Santos. Okay. okay. Well, we we, we yeah, didn't get like, it. Um, we didn't get it right. Daniel San. Right? Yeah. Yeah, like Daniel San, like when Miyagi would say, it's like Santos. <laughs> Yeah, that was the way you're uh, telling uh, telling us. So that's good. That's a good way to do it. <laughs> yeah. So we were talking about a uh, lot of lot of vintage stuff. Um, you know, normally what we do is we kind of uh, you know talk a little bit about how you got started in RC and kind of you know then kind of move up the timeline a little bit and yeah. kind of doing what you're doing. Um, so yeah, we can we can start there. What your RC background is, where'd you get into it, and your kind of I know you d- you've done a little bit of everything, but uh, when did you get into it? Um, well, I don't ever remember not having an RC car, whether it was like one of the you know the toy ones with the the single button where you know if you press the button down, it went forward, you let <laughs> off, and went like back into the right. So. I, I pretty much always had some kind of RC. Um, and then like you get like the Sears, you know, Christmas wish book and the JC Penny Christmas wish book and stuff. Right. And they'd have you know, RCs and stuff in there. And I've gotten, uh, you know, a couple out of there for Christmas and stuff. We got Tyco Turbo Outlaw and uh, Sears Lobo 2, you know, stuff like that. Yep. That's probably. Yeah you know, mid, mid eighties or so, 85 or so. Um, but my first hobby grade one was, uh, I mean, my pumpkin. Okay. I got that in 88, I think. So I guess it was like 11. Um, I wanted, I actually wanted a black foot cause a friend of mine had a black foot and, and I liked it. So I wanted to get one and went to the hobby shop and my dad went where my dad took me. And uh, it just so happened the guy that my dad worked with at the time, his dad owned a hobby shop oh. and it, it's still open today. It was actually opened in somewhere in the sixties. Um, it's the son took it over now, but it's like right across the bridge from my house, Tony's hobby shop. Um, and when we went over there and my dad, my dad's in old cars. I mean, I'm in old cars too, but you know, uh, he saw the midnight pumpkin, you know, 53, <laughs> Ford. He's like, Oh, I think you should get that one. Right. I was like, well, I wanted a black foot. <laughs> He's like, yeah, but I think you should get that one. I was like, all right, you're buying it, you know? So, but I didn't, I didn't, at that time, I didn't really understand like 10 scale and 12 scale. Yeah. So it's like, when you put it together, it's like, why is this thing so tiny looking? You know, compared to my buddy's black foot. But right. What are you going to do? I still have it too. I still have the, it still runs and works and everything. So, and you know, I, I think we talked a little bit about it, but yeah, that was one of my first vehicles. The first one I actually liked, I guess you could say. Yeah. Uh, I, I loved mine. I thought it was great. Um, and, 
But yeah, so you 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 progressed from the the midnight pumpkin then, huh? Yeah, and so I, I mean, well, I used that for quite a few years. Like that was like basically my only car. Mm-hmm. Um, and then somewhere, maybe two years later or so, I got one of the uh, the Parma, the California Sport Truck kits. Okay. Um, so that was like my first pan car. Um, and then after that, I met a guy, well, a friend of mine at the time. He knew an older guy that raced. Um, and I met him and he had a junior team okay. and he raced their oval and stuff with it in the truck class. So I saw that and I, uh, you know, I thought it was pretty cool. And he was telling me about, you know, the racing and, you know, where to go racing and stuff. I was like, all right. So I went home and told my dad, Hey, I want to get one of these mostly junior teams. Um, so I had to do a lot of manual labor to pay for it or to get it but uh we have a it's like a 30 by 30 by 32 or something like that pole building and when my parents bought the house there was nothing but stone in there so i had to shovel like eight inches of stone out of it and take it out and put it up on the driveway and dump it spread it out and everything so that's how that's what bought me my junior tea so you, you definitely earned you definitely earned that one right yeah i earned that one yeah <laughs> Yeah, sounds it. Um, but that that got me um, that got me racing because my my first I basically got it done um, for a it was like a multiple sclerosis race, um, like a charity race almost, um, where you had to like pick up like get sponsors and stuff, mm-hmm. um, and they would um, <clears throat> they give you however much a lap. Right. So, you know, if they put you down for, oh, I'll give you 10 cents a lap or five cents a lap or whatever. Um, and then at the end of the, at the end of the night, however many laps you turned, you know, that's what they had to pay. Um, so that was my, my first race with it, the dirt oval. Okay. Um, and, uh, that's basically all I ever really did. There wasn't too much, uh, off-road around here. At the time, there's tons of dirt ovals um, and carpet, you know, carpet oval running pan car and stuff. I progressed in the car, in the, the pan car stuff, but I mainly stuck with the, the dirt oval stuff, <clears throat> whether it be mod, modified bodies or late model bodies or, you know, with the big sideboards and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got all sprint cars, um, the custom worked enforcer, stuff like that. <clears throat> So, um, was the Enforcer two wheel drive or four wheel drive? That one was two wheel drive. That it direct it was, drive. Was it the Dominator that was four wheel then? Yeah. Okay. I always wanted them. I always wanted one of them because those things were. Um, the cats meow. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, and like they, when you're running those mod on seven cell. This, and with the sideboards and stuff, those things were just crazy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And then guys would run them on foams and they were even crazier. Yeah. Yeah. Basically all, all I, um, pretty much all the tracks around here were, were all foam. I didn't really run too many, uh, 
uh, maybe it's, well, I think that that first truck race that I ran, they ran, they ran foams there too, but you could run like strikers, you know, the pro line strikers or something like that. Yeah. Um, uh, so I think I ran those, um, but everything else after that was pretty much, uh, pretty much all foams. So then, uh, kind of progressing from there, what was the next, well, what, what was the next step of the, the car evolution? You, you talked about the, the, what was it? The bowling? Uh, what was it? Some kind of California street truck or something? That was the, the Parma. Parma. It was like, Parma. A, Parma. it was a Cal, California sport truck. It was like, um, like their, uh, Parma's a uh, good time series mm-hmm. where it had like that 58 Corvette and the days of thunder kits and like that. So it just had like this, um, Oh, yeah, low rider yeah, truck body with the flare, the big sports side bed. And, and, uh, that wasn't really a race. You know what I mean? It was, it was more something to kind of toy around with. Um, I eventually picked up a, my first real pan car was, a uh, an agitator junior, the advanced, uh, racing technologies agitator that was like my first real paying car. Um, and then I got a Corrali SP 10. I think it was SP 10. Some guy brought it into the hobby shop and he was, was put it on consignment in the uh, front window. It was only like 50 bucks. So that guy uh-huh. used that for a little bit until you couldn't buy parts for it. You know, there's no really nowhere around here to get parts for them. So it was like, well, yeah, I'll unload it. <laughs> and then I got a 10 OSS. Those Corrales okay. looked cool, but man, yeah, you couldn't get parts. Yeah. I still have um, a new pair of uh, front uh, mounted foams for them. For some reason, I didn't give it to the guy that bought the car, <laughs> but I still got those. For some reason, they're hard as a rock, but wow. uh, yeah, and then I got the, the 10 LSS. Um, and did mainly that was like indoor carpet stuff. Um, oval, obviously, um, a couple of times we would do a lot of, uh, uh, like, uh, carnivals and stuff. Mm-hmm. We'd set up like a track on, um, the basketball court and they would hold races and stuff, you know, to try and, you know, get, uh, uh, get people's eyes on, you know, on the race in and stuff. And basically to get more people at our, you know, normal track at our home track. Um, so that was fun. Yeah. We used to do that. We used to do that up here too. go to uh, the yeah. carnival, that local hobby shop would go to a carnival and run races and stuff. And the kids would go crazy. They yeah. loved it. So, yeah, we did that quite a bit, you know, cause there was a lot of, a lot of carnivals going around here. So yeah, you might do, three or four of those a year. Um, Jason's like carnivals. (laughs) Yeah. Jason up here, I'm telling you, man, there's carnivals everywhere during the summer. Well, maybe not this year, but uh, for sure. Yeah. Not not so much this year, but yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I've seen them in the movies, of course. (laughs) (laughs) These are real small town type carnivals though, you know, but uh, always you set up a track there. And you'd run your races and like people would just flock to it and then they would want to get more info on it. So yeah, it was good promotion. And yeah. <clears throat> Cause we used to run, um, in the winter times we would race at, um, 
like fire halls on the hardwood floor. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so one of the guys had um, made a PVC track that you could, you know, take apart and put, you know, set up quick. So it was like the four inch outer walls or the two inch inner walls and stuff, mm-hmm. and the bridge for the transponder wire and that kind of stuff. Um, so we would do that in the winter. And there was a couple places that uh, that did that. Um, so you could, you know, kind of travel around a little bit. Yeah. Um, and we run the, the skinny, uh, or the front Schumacher cat spikes, the two row spikes on all four corners with the, uh, Yokomo adapters on the RC tens. Yep. Absolutely. Wow, two rows. Yeah. That's pretty I got impressive. A bunch of those because of that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who used ones. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I mean, that's a, that was a really neat, uh, a really narrow tire. Yeah. And skating rinks too. A couple places would have uh, races at skating rinks. That was fun. Yeah, which is really neat to use those kind of different surfaces to to race on. And you know, people think it's crazy to do carpet today off road, but it's like, hey, you know, you've been racing on everything for quite a while, right? You got to stay busy, you know. Especially, you know, there was no. I mean, uh, Crandall's down in uh, Lemoyne. They had a uh, an indoor. Uh, dirt track. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, most, most of the guys would go, uh, down in, in the winter time. But I was, I mean, when I started racing, I was 13, 14. Okay. I guess four, I guess 14. Um, so I didn't really get to travel a whole lot, you know, cause I, you know, needed my parents to either take me or whatever. Um, but once I, I started racing, then you, know, you kind of get, befriended by older guys and you know guys that are basically old enough at the time that you know or even now i mean old enough to be my dad um and they had kids that raced um so if they were going somewhere they'd say hey you want to come with so that was really if i wanted to go probably an hour or more away that's really the only way i was going to do it yeah um you know up until i got my license um but most of my most of my racing was between 91 and 95. Um, and then I took a little bit of a break in 95 cause, uh, my son was born. Um, and I was a senior in high school, so I didn't have a whole lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, that kind of put a little bit of a damper on things for a little while. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I kind of picked back up like around 96 and so on. Um, and pretty much raced weekly until about 2001, 2002. And then the track closest to me, um, closed up. Um, and it wasn't a hobby shop involved with it. It was just, uh, I had a track in his yard. Um, and, uh, I don't remember he sold the, sold the lot or something like that. So that was basically the end of that. And, I was getting into other things at the time and it was too much, had too much other stuff going on to really commit to, you know, putting a ton of time there, putting as much time as I was into the racing and, you know, traveling and stuff like that. So it was like, eh, if it's more than an hour, I'll do it. (laughs) (laughs) So, 
And then after that, it was, uh, and I was racing slot cars too. Like when I started racing RCs, I actually started racing slot cars too. <clears throat> the 124 stuff. Mm, okay. Um, so I was doing like both of those at the same time. So that was, uh, thank God for my parents. Cause <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't be able to do all that stuff. Um, but you know, it kept me out of trouble. They knew where I was Yep. and yeah, I was, no, I was never a bad kid really anyway, but you know, just, but they knew what I was doing. They knew where I was and you know, and I was, you know, doing pretty good with it. So, so that's how that was. And then, well, yeah. So later in the nineties, I started doing, um, slot car drag race and then, so I kind of stopped racing the RCs and for a little while and did the slot car drag race. And, um, and then that closed up and then went back to the RC stuff for a little bit. And then like 2002, I think I stopped running weekly and just kind of moved on to some other stuff for a little while. So when did you pick back up, you know, kind of getting interested again in RC and, and, uh, kind of being involved like on the internet with it and everything. Um, internet wise, I would probably say maybe a, a four or so. I'd always wanted a Clodbuster and never had one. So, um, I don't remember, I don't remember who it was. Could have been, could have been a, maybe not a main. What's that other one? That's, I can't think of it. One of the online hobby shops. They were blowing cloud bus, super cloud busters out. Okay. So I was like, I think, okay, now's my time to buy one. Right. It was like 200 bucks shipped or something like that, or like 195 shipped. So I, I bought one. Actually, I think I bought two of them actually. Um, <clears throat> and I bought um, a ThunderTech uh, raid chassis kit and built that up. <clears throat> Nothing super crazy. I didn't have like anything. I think I just had the silver cam motors in it you know, for a short time uh, when I first built it. Um, and then I started getting into, like, I found RC Crawler. Um, and I think it, at that point, RC Crawler was fairly new. I mean, it was mm -hmm. probably, a couple, you know, a few years old, but there was no, you know, at that time, there was no uh, manufacturers, you know, like kit, you know, uh, crawlers and stuff like that. It was yeah, like you had to build stuff, right? Yeah, you had to make, make the stuff yourself. Um, so I took the other Cloudbuster kit and I made a, uh, a scratch built, uh, 2.2 crawler using the cloud axles and stuff. Um, so I was messing around with, I messed around with those for a little bit. Um, and I, I never really stopped like messing around with the stuff, you know, cause I had all, I, I never really got rid of anything. You know, I still had you know, my, my cars from racing. So I would, you know, every now and then charge with a battery, take a rip around the street, let my kid drive it or something like that. Um, then I found, that's when I found Claw Talk, the forum on, on the internet. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, kind of reading up and getting more into the Claw Buster stuff. And I noticed a lot of guys were talking about, the older, you know, RC tens and the older low C stuff. So this is probably around late 2005 or so. Mm -hmm. Um, and 
a couple of the guys were bugging the owner of the forum to set up uh, an RC-10, like a form. It was more RC-10 talk than anything, like guys talking about RC-10 than yeah. any other manufacturer. But um, so they were kind of bugging a guy, hey, why don't you set up a, set up a form for us to so we could talk about our RC-10s and stuff. Mm. So the one day he goes like this and set a link to it and he gets set up. So that's basically how RC-10 talk started. Okay. Just kind of, you know, a bunch of guys begging him to start a form and he started it. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how, yeah, that's how it, that's how 10 talk got started. Yeah. I mean, it almost seems like, you know, <clears throat> you know, just from me, that kind of the outside in a way it kind of looking in is it, it almost seems like you're, to me, it almost feels like you're like the, the spokesperson for that, <laughs> that community. Um, yeah, for yeah, some reason. I'm, well, probably more, more probably the last 10 years of it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was pretty, it was really popular in the, in the beginning. Uh, you know, I would say up until like Facebook came around and the mm-hmm. Facebook groups came around, um, you know, forums were in no matter what it was, you know, forums were, you know, the place to go. It was huge. Um, yeah. uh, and then, you know, once the for the Facebook groups took off and, um, you know, everything's easier. It's easier to, uh, basically post pictures is really the, the main one. Yeah. Um, you know, you don't gotta be resizing them and you know, this and that. Um, so, you know, just the, the ease of it, um, kind of takes people away from the form, but, um, you know, as long as there's enough guys that are willing to, you know, shell out a couple bucks every now and then to help, you know, pay the server stuff, you know, it'll, it'll be as long around as long as, uh, you know, guys want to help it to be. <laughs> as long <laughs> as we're all around. Yeah. <clears throat> but and it, it, it still gets used quite a bit, even if it's just for like research. Yeah. You know, guys, guys, uh, using it for, for that reason. Um, even if they're not posting or, uh, posting on their build threads or anything like that. Um, you know, it's getting used it's just not as much as I'd like for it to be used, but you know, is what it is. It's, it's just, you know, Gotti and I talked, you know, before you came on, just sort of about, you know, what you were referring to about the, you know, kind of the groups on Facebook and stuff, how, you know, it is easy, it is nice, but the organization is just isn't the same as having the old forums. Yeah. It's it's yeah, hard to it, find it, that that Clifflet build page that you had. And, you know, like to me, like you said, it's almost like a research tool now right yeah i mean more than more than it used to be it used to be you know the the place to go um for for whatever you know just uh even just to talk about the stuff Mm -hmm. you know not not so much just to uh or and you you become you know more of a community you know so you're not just a screen name you know you know guys and you talk to them on the phone and you know you see them here or uh you know, here and there or whatever. Um, so it, it gets, it's more than just an online thing. Um, so that was, that was cool. Um, 
So, you, you know, you lost a little bit of that. Um, but the guys are still fun in it. I mean, there's still new guys that are, um, you know, they go, they go to their parents' house during Easter or something. And, uh, you know, they were, their parents were cleaning out their attic or something and they found, you know, their old RC car that they forgot about, you know, so mm-hmm. how they're looking around on the internet trying to find, you know, information about it, whether it's just, you know, how much it's worth now, you know, so you get a lot of those guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of them, and, and, and the same thing happens on Facebook too, but, um, you know, a lot of times the guys will stick around for a while, you know what I mean? They'll buy, uh, they'll, uh, you know, upgrade to a newer radio and lipos and, you know, brushless and that kind of stuff. Um, so that's cool too. You know, even if they're not really, you know, gung ho with, you know, buying up all kinds of aftermarket stuff on eBay, mm-hmm. um, and trying to build some, you know, real killer car. They're just trying to get, you know, the old car that they've had for, you know, 30 years running again. Yeah. Um, that, that they just found, you know, get it running again. Um, so that's cool. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm on here right now, uh, you know, just kind of cruising around looking at some of the, uh, the topics here and there. And like you said, it's just, I mean, the, there's just tons of, uh, information on here now. Yeah. The one thing that stuck was, um, cause a lot of guys use photo bucket mm-hmm. and a couple of years ago, uh, photo buckets, um, I don't remember exactly what they did, but they kind of like froze everybody's account or some, something like that. Okay. And you had to pay, you had to pay X amount of dollars a month to get, um, to be able to, uh, I mean, you could go into your account, but you couldn't like link your photos to wherever you wanted. Um, so if you look in some of the older threads, um, you know, there's a lot of dead photo bucket links mm-hmm. or the pictures have are kind of blurred out and I got a photo bucket, uh, like yeah. watermark it, watermark mm-hmm. on it. Mm-hmm. That, that really sucked. That, that really screwed a lot of stuff up. Um, but you know, what, what are you going to do? You know? Yeah. Um, and then, uh, what was the other, what was the other photo like place that you could put photos on? Was it like smug mug or something like that? Um, we had some photos on there for a long time. Image shack was one. Yeah. I remember that. A lot of guys use image shack. Okay. Image shack and photo bucket. Mm-hmm. Those were probably the, the two most widely used ones. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you can, um, you know, upload, directly to the, to the forum, you know, and that way stuff doesn't get lost. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? It's on the forum. It's not going to go anywhere unless, you know, something happens, um, to the server or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was, uh, that's a big problem. There was a lot of good stuff, especially, um, I refer back to the, uh, like the race stuff a lot, mm-hmm. um, in the, or like our scan archives, uh, for, um, old race coverage and that kind of stuff just to see, cause you know, well, you know, I do a lot of, uh, replicas and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so I'm always looking at the old, uh, race stuff. So a lot of the, a lot of that stuff got lost, um, which is a bummer. Sometimes some guys like if new guys will come and they'll see that they're missing. 
um, and they'll like add it, add them to the end if they have scans of that, uh, uh, or if they have that magazine with that article in it, and they can rescan it and upload it. Um, uh, that happens sometimes. So sometimes things get fixed, um, but a lot of times they just end up uh, with broken links and mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff. Right. But, yeah, well, that's definitely interesting. So um, you kind of you, you you talked a little about uh, building replicas and that type of thing. When did you kind of start getting into that? Um, was it along um, with the forum? Yeah, for the most part. Um, I think my first one was the the Jay Halsey car. I think that's probably whatever. You know, if you have an RC10, that's like the you know the first world's win. You know, um, <laughs> and like, you, know, oh, you, know, you got a you got a Jay Halsey one too. <laughs> yeah, um, it's not. Well, this was. I think I was probably like the first one to do some kind of like a replica at the time because like the forum started in 06 and I think I started it in 06 somewhere in 06. Okay. Um, and it, it really just started out that I, I found a, a nice, uh, gold pan locally. Um, so I was just kind of in the process of cleaning it up. Um, and, and you're on eBay or whatever, and you find the JG front bar. It's like, okay. And then you find, like the front, the right front tires and the front wheels. And it's like, okay, well, I guess now it's going to be a Halsey replica. Yeah. You know, and that's how a lot of my stuff would start. I would just buy a car without really any intentions of what, I, you know, no set plan as to what it was going to be. But you find a certain part here or there. And okay, well, now I can build this. Mm-hmm. Um, and the thing with the, with the replicas was, it's if I'm going to build an RC 10 or if I build an RC 10, I'm going to build it the way I want to build it. Well, any, or like my, my specific, you know, style or, you know, taste or style, whatever. Well, every, any other one that I build after that is basically going to end up being the same car. You know what I mean? Because I built it the way I wanted it. I built the other one the way I wanted it. So why do I need two the same? Yeah. Um, so that's kind of one, I think one reason why I started with the, the replica stuff, you know, cause it was just another, another avenue to go, um, you know, with the, the vintage RC stuff. Um, and I was never one to get those done fast. So <laughs> I could have like a bunch of cars. I, I always had at least like 10 cars, like 10 projects going at one time. Mm-hmm. And if I, I find a part for, you know, for this one and find a part for that one and just, you know, kind of keep building as I accumulated parts for it. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's, that's basically my thing with the, with the replicas. And, not, and I probably only have one or built one that was really dead on. Now it's the, you know, Brad Ralph's car. Mm-hmm. And that was mainly because, you know, I could talk back and forth with Brad. You know, he saw he saw my build on the form and signed up on the form and stuff. Um, so that's how uh, me and Brad kind of got together on it. So, you know, if I had a question about something, because there was really only one 
picture of that, you know, from and it, yeah. from the article from the top down. And so you have that one picture and then like the race, uh, like, uh, I don't know what you want to call it. Like at the end where they have all the stats and everything or the top 10 guys and what yeah. the radios, they use servos, you control. So I had an idea of what he had in the car from that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when he, uh, uh, joined the forum, then he could get more into the, the real little stuff, you know, like he had, um, a black trans case, but the motor plate spaces were, were white, mm-hmm. you know, he, tra- he had his bulkhead trimmed a certain way. Um, uh, the front edge of the, the, of the chassis tub, he had like sanded back, like on a 45 to get rid of that sharp edge, uh, before he had it re-anodized. Mm-hmm. Um, so like a lot of little stuff, um, which I wouldn't have known had, you know, hadn't he not been there to really, uh, help me out with it. Yeah. Um, so, and that was the, the thing with the Halsey car at the time there was like, three pictures of that car that I could find anywhere on the internet. Okay. And by the time I kind of got not, not done with it, uh, but kind of got it closer and it was, it wasn't right from the beginning. It needed like a Novak one instead of the Novak four that I had in it, you know, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was a done car. Uh, I had to look for all vintage stickers. It took, it took probably six, six, seven years to find all the stickers for wow. it. Um, Jeez. and a couple of them. Full uh, yeah. Yeah. And then, and, and it was like after six, seven years after I got, after I got done, like I, I hunt around for years for all these stickers and places like MCI or other guys would be doing a replica and they would just call up MCI up in Canada and say, Hey, I need all these stickers. You know <laughs> what I mean? So like they would come out with a complete sheet of them. It's huh. like, come on. Damn. You know, <laughs> <laughs> but my, the only, and the only good thing was not all the stickers were sized correctly. So oh. you can, you can tell which, which ones are, um, are, uh, Kind of not not fake stickers, but you know, yeah. not not original stickers. Yeah, well, um, take that then. You're like, ah, <laughs> <laughs> yep. Like there was there was this one guy. He was I don't know if he was selling it. Oh no, he, he signed up on the forum and um, he was talking about and he had a, a Halsey replica and he said I built this back in nineteen. 88 or, or something like that. And as soon as I saw it, I was like, no, you didn't. Cause he had one of the, the, one of the, um, the re-release protect bodies. Right. Like the old one had the wavy window net and the new one had the straight, straight window net. So it's like, come on, dude, we're not, you know, <laughs> the guys on this site are not amateurs. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, we know, we know what we're looking during at the day, but not yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> So, it's like stuff like that. You know, you don't give them a hard. You give them a little bit of a hard time, but yeah, you know, yeah, you give all, them a little all nudge. good fun. Yeah, yeah, a little nudge. But I, had, I had sent my, uh, I actually sent my my replica out to Jay. I, um, mm. 
I don't remember who got, I think Eric like got me in touch with, with Jay mm-hmm. and I called him and we talked on the phone, you know, like I just asked him the questions about the car and that just other stuff. And we talked for like a half hour or so. And then I sent the car to him and he autographed it or signed the body and took some pictures with it, um, mm-hmm. alongside the trophy and, and, uh, and him holding it kind of like he was in, in the picture after he won the race back in Avon. Um, so that was cool. He sent it back and then I ran it. I think I ran it. Oh no, that was before I sent it to him. I did race it a few laps at the, the the first vintage Nats in 2008. And then I flipped it once. I was like, Oh, that's the end of that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> yep. Nobody hit me. Nobody hit me. Yeah. Please don't run into me. So yeah. And so it has a little bit of dirt on it yet. So That's wow. good. Yeah. I mean, so, and then, so you kind of moved, uh, a little bit deeper. I was talking to, when I was talking with Gotti earlier, I was telling him that, you know, you kind of got into almost to the point where you're kind of building or searching out almost more obscure cars. Uh, it's like you said, at first, everybody's got, everybody wants the, um, the, the Halsey, you know, first world championship race. And then there's the cliff Flett from RC car action, 1990. And then there, but like you started kind of going off in uh, different locations, kind of searching out these uh, different types of cars to build. Yeah. I, I liked having, I liked having stuff other people don't have. So, you know, so to speak, um, I found a couple of pictures of this Masami uh, car RC 10 from the 88 uh, JMRCA race. Um, and I thought it looked, the, the, there was like one body off picture from like the top down. Um, and then another one uh, where he was like uh, coming out of the corner and he's like kind of counter steering and stuff. So it just looked really cool. So I was like, and the parts were dyed red and the one front AR mount was white. Hmm. Uh, like, like it got broke or something, like, you know, it, it broke or something and he just had a white one to replace it. Right. Um, so like, and I was like, Oh, that looks pretty cool. And I always kind of had it in my mind or kept it in my mind. And then like the right chassis popped up on eBay or in the buy, sell trade or something on the form. So I bought it. It's like, okay, well, here's the start of it. Um, so then you just, you know, kind of, you know, keep, uh, you know, find parts here and there. Um, and that one was a little tough because, uh, it has that, KO, uh, the CX three, uh, speed control, which is not easy to find. And I, I, and I had to have a brand new one. I wasn't going to put a used one in the car for some reason. Um, and I just, it, you know, it took a couple of years, but ended up finding one, um, and paid more than I wanted to for it, but I needed it. So, um, I got that, you know, remod and all that. Um, and I got it to the point where the, the chassis is basically done. Um, all I had to do is paint a body and, and that kind of stuff. And around that, around that time Masami was well with Facebook kind of starting and Masami was uh kind of posting older pictures and stuff on Facebook and whatnot and I sent an email to him where I messaged him about if 
Oh, I remember what it was. He had that, you know, that picture that he took or that he has with all his winning cars and all his trophies and he's standing in the middle. Yeah. Well, I'm looking at this picture and I was like, there's that damn car. It's like, you know, off like all the way down, like the second row, all the way to the left. I was like, that's the car. Yeah. And so I sent him a message. I said, Hey, could you take some pictures of that car for me? And he's like, yeah, sure. And at the time he was, um, he was racing somewhere else. It was going to be, you know, a few weeks or whatever. Um, but a few weeks later I get an email uh, uh-huh. with all, all the pictures of this car. And I was like, awesome. Now I get to see all the shit I did wrong to it. <laughs> You're like, this is the best photos I've ever got and the worst. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah. So it was like, and it's not a lot of stuff, but like I died. I had a bunch of uh, the white associated shock rod ends. And I kind of thought, oh, well, maybe that's probably what he used. Um, so I dyed a bunch of them red, put them on the car. Like, oh yeah, that looks that looks spot on. And then you get these nice pictures, and he used the Yokomo rod ends from like the YZ10 and stuff. Mm. I was like, man, I ain't buying all these a bunch of Yokomo rod ends to make this thing right. Oh um, yes, you are. I kind of I <laughs> I kind of lost steam on that one, so it just kind of sits around in a box. <laughs> oh okay, it's like eighty five percent done because I'm just kind of mad about it <laughs> oh, wow that happened but it was cool right? that he sent me the pictures you know yeah that's awesome you probably yeah. figured you weren't going to hear back from him you know yeah, what's funny i, I kind of didn't think i'd hear back but they did yeah. yeah that's awesome did um that isn't the one you were telling me i had the photo that i sent you right there's a different car the the photo that i sent you um like there was a couple photos I took when I was there that I sent to you, and you, mm-hmm. I think you had you were working on one or two of the yeah. ones I, I I had sent you, right? Yeah, you sent me the the '92 uh, JMRCA win, the '93 JMRCA win, and the '94 Winter Champs win. Okay, yeah, those are those are the ones. And I think when I was like doing my research and stuff, I was kind of noticing that the world's car, his 93 world's car and the 93 uh, JMRCA car were very similar. Mm -hmm. And I basically figured out that it was the same car. Um, But I guess um, a lot of the guys, uh, changed to the uh, they put the hydro drive on their car at the Worlds yeah. in 93 so I believe he just swapped in a complete uh, trans um, and then just you know changed it because when it was at the Worlds he had a black motor plate and when he was at the JMRCA race it was a gold motor plate but the mm-hmm. chassis was still the same because they were the way they were cut in the back. So the same tub, uh, shock towers, rear arms, the turnbuckles, um, everything was the same. Uh, the battery box was the same, um, but the front end, the front arms were white, 
in the Japan race and black at the worlds. Um, so I did a, a version of the worlds of the, yeah, of the 93 worlds one. Yeah. I was just watching those videos. Actually, Gotti and I were watching them while we were doing a podcast the last week or something from that 93 worlds. And yeah, there's some pretty funny pictures of his car where he ran like the multi wheel dots, the multicolor, like the spiral wheel yeah. dots. Yeah. Um, I, I talked to, um, was it Chris at dark side designs? Mm-hmm. He makes those uh, dark side wheel dots. Mm-hmm. And I, I said to him, I was like, I sent him a picture. I said, you think you can make these for me? And he did. Um, I didn't okay. buy them yet, but, but he, he didn't come uh, or design them up for me. So I have those to, to put on it. And that was kind of the big, re- the biggest reason I wanted to do that, do it that way as compared to the JMRCA win. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I could run those wheel dots on it. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I haven't seen any pictures of the Japan of the car in Japan with those wheel dots on it. Yeah, that was real recognizable of the the couple mains he ran there with the the spiral looking. Uh, they weren't really spiral, but it was like they're like was, triangle pie shapes, right? Yeah, wasn't like the the like the Japan flag or not the flag, but. Um, it's almost like a, I don't know if you want to call it like a starburst almost, you know, like, yeah. like a red circle in the middle and then the yellow and red kind of go out from there mm-hmm. like pie pieces. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So one day I'll, I'll, I got a bunch of, um, re-release and I did that with a re-release car. I started doing all these, like I call them like modernized replicas. Mm-hmm. So I use the, the re-release cars and all, and they're basically all re-release parts too. Um, but I'll put like modern versions of the electronics that they ran back then. Mm-hmm. So that's like I had to, like I need a bunch of Novak pulses or something, or pulse or kinetics or whatever, right. you know, because all those all those guys are running, you know, M1Cs and and that kind of stuff. Um, but now I'll run like, you know, modern, you know, uh, modern servos and, uh, receivers, obviously, cause of the two, the uh, two fours and stuff. Um, but if they had, you know, Reedy motors, I'm running, you know, they got Reedy motors in them. Um, so that's kind of, that's kind of what I'm do, basically doing now. Every now and I still have like regular kind of true replicas that I'm, um, that I slowly work on. Um, I was kind of knocking out all these um, re-release worlds cars that I have. Um, so I'm I'm pretty good for the next. I, every year when I go to the vintage Nats, I, I build up a new two-wheel drive car, um, and then I race it there, and then it and it goes away. Um, so as of now, I think I'm good for like the next five years. I think <laughs> new two-wheel drive cars. So I don't gotta, I don't gotta build any for any vintage Nats two wheel drive cars in a while. So, I'm sad. Uh, you know, so you, like we talked about, you had the, um, you built a, a Rory Cole car. Uh, you did a Craig Drescher car, right? That was, 
Um, well, it wasn't uh, a replica, but what I, everyone, oh, like when the, the re-release came out, everybody did theirs, like the Kinwall car, right? You know, like the box art. Yeah. And I was like, well, I'm going to do mine, like Craig Drescher's car on the side of the, on the side of the box. Okay. Yeah. You know, so that, that's why I did it. I did it like that. Like every, I said, I got my box art here. <laughs> yeah. You know, the Drescher box art. So yeah. that's why, and- that's why I did that one. And uh, so, so you've you've done the, the some uh, numerous Masami stuff. Obviously, the Halsey, the Rory Cole, Craig Drescher. Um, you did the Brad Wells win, Winter Champs car. Uh, you did yeah. this the the Jay Halsey RC. Uh, I'm sorry, JRXT. That uh, yeah. And you did that before I really even knew you or talked to you, and. Um, and that was the truck that I had won at that, that winter champs in uh, 91. Yeah. And my, my parents, when I went to California, they threw away a bunch of my stuff. And that was one of the things I think they threw away, but, um, <laughs> thanks to you, I was able to get a, uh, a replica of it, which is pretty neat. With the electronics this time. With the electronics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and that's, uh, that was another thing where, uh, you know, I had that one picture of, of a truck with you, with, uh, you holding it, it was yeah. really the only picture I had of it. Um, between that, uh, there was one, I, I did have another picture of Jay in the pits. I think he's, he's actually working on his, uh, pro at the time, but the truck is kind of sitting off to the side. Um, so they could kind of see how the electronics were laid out and just, uh, other, uh, the race articles, you know, the end, uh, you know, he finished second and stuff, but it said what speed control he ran, what motor he ran, uh, and so on. So I just kind of based, I based electronics off of that. I found a super nice, uh, and 420F for it. Um, uh, it was a big, big Ed motor. Yeah, big, big end motor or something. Yeah, fifteen quad, um, right? Something like that. Um, <clears throat> and he had something, something else that I I noticed in the. Well, he ran. He had the H arms instead of the, the five link, and he ran the pro uh, rear tower um, instead of the regular JRXT tower. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I said I didn't. Uh, I only had really really one picture to go by, especially with the paint of the, you know, in the paint out. Um, and I think for the, I had no idea what the other side of the car, the truck looked like. <laughs> and so I was watching the Gene Hustings video mm-hmm. from the race. So being as though it's, you know, Gene Hustings video, he's following Cliff, yeah. right? But every time when they come down the front stretch around like the sweeper and come like to the, what would have been like this, like this little short shoot um, before you went into like a, a 90 or a 180, a little short shoot to another 180 mm-hmm. going like towards the driver's stand. Every time Cliff would go by Gene, do the 180 and he's in that short shoot here comes Jay in second. Yeah. Right. So I would just see this like blur, a kind of a blur of the, of Jay's truck going by. 
So that was the only way I had any idea of what the left side of that truck looked wow. like. So I was like, I was like, well, I'm just going to kind of wing it mm-hmm. and say that kind of looks the way it's supposed to look. And that's, <laughs> so that's how I did it. <laughs> that is crazy. Cause it is. And that's, um, that's the only downfall of doing kind of obscure. Yeah. Uh, builds or obscure replicas because you know you kind of have to do uh, little not, not well, kind of unorthodox ways of trying to you know find find out stuff um, but you know for the most part it works you know if you if you hunt around enough and you're not in a, a huge hurry to get something built you know and you kind of wait for stuff to maybe come along yeah, I mean, I obviously I had that truck, and um, like I've told you a couple times, it's actually yours is nicer than his was when he gave it to me. Yeah, um, it, his was a little butchered up, to be honest. Like, <laughs> he, like he took the servo out for some reason, left the battery in it, and then when he took the servo, they did the old screwdriver, you know, pry yeah. it out, pry it out of the chassis, you know, and you're just like, oh no, not the screwdriver. <laughs> Well, he probably had like ten new ones hanging on the wall in his in his garage. Yeah. So he gets he gets scratched the hell out of a chassis. Not care. Yeah, he's just <laughs> he's like, all right, race is over. Let's just pull this stuff out, hand it to this yeah. kid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, especially he's giving it away. Yeah, he didn't. But uh, and yeah, then you um, the the other car that that uh, Mark Pavitas with the Moo. Uh, chassis uh yeah that thing was really nice with the, the you, you got the yokomo foam tires on there even which is just seems pretty rare yeah it it took here again that's that's another one of those things where something coming up on ebay kind of dictates the direction you take mm-hmm. with a with a car um I had seen pictures of, of that car when Mark raced it in Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was uh, a picture of, it was a very small picture and it was a, a small grainy picture um, of, you know, the, 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 like a three quarter side shot of the car with the body alongside of it. And then one of the bottom of the car. Um, and the other one was from the 90, two winter champs um the rcca article and there's no picture of the body but it's a black and white of the car sitting there on a table and it has like um the low c uh four row rear tires or something on it low c ribs on the uh on the front and but i didn't have a there was no body so i didn't i had an idea of you know what it probably looked like but Mm -hmm. Um, not saying that it, I couldn't say if it definitely had the moose spots on it, you know, but he, he basically knew what Mark's, you know, car looked like, unless he had the moose spots all the time on his bodies in 92, which is possible, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when I saw the Japan one, I was like, Oh, foam tires on that. Mm-hmm. So, it was, I just, here's another, another one. You just kind of keep in the back of your head and a pair of rear tires came up on eBay and I got them like dirt cheap. 
it's like, okay, now I just gotta, I figured I'll start doing the car. Um, and hopefully a, a pair of fronts will show up. Uh, and eventually they did. Uh, the other thing I didn't know was, um, how they did or how the chassis was actually done. I didn't know if they were, um, like vinyl, you know, stickers or something, you know, like the moose spots or whatever. Um, and it had like a chassis protector on it so they didn't get beat up. Um, so here's another, you know, nice thing with Facebook and you can pretty much get a hold of almost anybody you want. You know, I sent Mark a message and asked him, you know, told him I was trying to do a replica of his car and asked him how the chassis was done. And he said a buddy of his had a glassy cabinet or whatever. And he, you know, they cut out the, the cow spots and put them all over the chassis, you know, the tub and the nose and glass beaded it. And then, so it's, you know, bare aluminum with anodized black cow spots. So that's how I was like, okay, well, that works for me. Cause I have a glass beat it. Um, so the next day I was cutting out moose spots that, you know, kind of resembled the spots in the picture, um, and laid them out and, Glass beat it up and then started building on top of that. So here again, you know, being able to talk to to people and get, you know, some insight about, you know, how things were when you don't have good pictures to go by, you know, that really helped out with, you know, on that one too. Yeah. It's a, it's a beautiful car. I, I love that one. Just, uh, so cool but i mean i i see pictures all the time like i'll bump into something and i'm just like oh i like that one too <laughs> you know like yeah. but i mean i just i was when i we were bef- while we were starting the show Gotti and i were looking on ebay for something and here pops up a competition plus magazine for sale and it's got one eclipse rc10ts on the cover coming down the step downs at lake park i i remember yeah. trace and I'm like, oh man, he's got stripes on the side of this thing. I'm like, all right, now I need one of these bodies. <laughs> it's just, you know, it's just, it's so nuts. Like, it's so like, uh, it's just cool. It's it's neat to find this stuff. And um, yeah. I was telling Gotti earlier that you know, obviously, you've done a bunch of RC tens, and uh, I and I, I have a bunch of RC tens. I obviously love the car, but you know, I have my real soft spots for the the T, the RC ten T. And uh, especially the team truck version. And, you know, we've worked on a bunch of projects together. Uh, You know, I've sent you a bunch of stuff and you've been uh, so kind to work on them and get different things and anodize. And, um, and, you know, we did a, an (laughs) e-conversion GT truck, which was, that was a fun project we worked on and, you yeah. kind of mock, you mocked it up and then we kind of um, um, made the real parts and, and kind of did a little uh, one-off project in a way. There's only 30 of them we made. And uh, so we, we sold the 30 and, um, but uh, what was it like kind of doing, you know, working on some of those things, a little kind of a different angle. Yeah, I didn't, um, I wasn't really, um, the dirt oval aspect. Um, 
when the the truck class was really dominated by Jarek, you know, like the, the junior T's and the JRX T's, because you know, and this is before the 10 T came out, really. So everyone was just running like converted RC tens, you know, the the monster truck tires on uh, or two point tires on on RC ten buggies and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and they just never worked as good as the, the low seat trucks. Um, maybe some of it's, you know, the drivers or whatever, but mm. they just, they just didn't seem to work as good. Um, and then, uh, I remember when the 10 T came out, um, I was like, man, look how freaking wide this thing is. And at the time there was guys, you know, buying them and building them. But nobody made, or at the like, right at the beginning, nobody made like proper offset wheels with mounted foams. So everyone's running like the HPI uh, Superstar mounted foams for like what you would put on a JRXT or a Blackfoot or whatever with a bunch of positive offset, and the, the these trucks are like as wide as they are long. So it was like a big square, you know, going around a track and it was kind of a pain in the ass to when you're trying to go around them or whatever, like how, how, you know, cause most of the tracks I ran out were kind of smaller, you know, kind of boring tracks. And, you know, it was like kind of hard to judge when you're trying to pass them down the back stretch at night with in each corner to be, Hooking tires and everything, so I never liked them from that. For, for just for that reason, the the T's and the LXT's and stuff. Um, but uh, I wasn't in the the truck class too after that came out. Now I got my team car stuff and running TDM uh, or open wheel. Um, but and every time I would get a truck. Um, either locally or if I saw a good deal on, on eBay and pick it up, they just, I always ended up converting them to buggies. <laughs> I don't know. I just never, I never felt like, I never felt like having a truck. Um, and then, well, after I met you up at the, the Nats in, um, I don't know, like 2015 or something. Sounds right. Um, 2014 or 2015. Um, you know, you messaged me and, you know, asked about doing you know, some kind of a uh, buggy build. And I was like, yeah. And then, so you're we trying to come up with ideas and stuff. And, you know, it just happened that it was going to be like the 25th anniversary of the 10 T. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, Hey, why don't we do like, uh, let let move build or something. Mm-hmm. And, Cause I knew you were, you already, you know, your stadium truck was already your, you know, probably your, your, uh, you were, as soon as I said it, you were probably already drawing up parts and stuff. <laughs> right. But, uh, yes, that's how, that's how I started. And I had no, I'll work on, you know, really anything. I'll anything. It's just like real cars too. You know, we'll work on anything. Don't really specialize in anything, but it's, it was fun just doing something, you know, different, you know, and you were, you know, designing uh, new parts and stuff. So it was getting, you know, a bunch of parts that, you know, nobody 
had seen, you know, all new. And so, you know, that was, it was cool for, from that, uh, from that angle, you know, working on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think that, uh, the, the cliff let truck we did there, that thing turned out amazing. Um, that's obviously one of the things that's doesn't move very far. Uh, likes to kind of stick, stick around. Uh, <laughs> we don't, uh, mess with it too much and yeah, it's, it's awesome. And, uh, obviously then we did the, the, the E conversion for the GT, uh, yeah. kind of mocked that thing up and, uh, we were able to make some, I mean, we made a very limited run on that thing and, but that was a fun project. Yeah. That was, it was, we had sent like basically four GTs to me. You're like, do you want to restore some GTs? And I was like, okay. <laughs> so he's, there's a big ass box of GT stuff. Um, one of them was basically like a partially built, you know, new build. Um, mm-hmm. so that one pretty much went together fairly simple. And then the next one was, um, I basically took the best of everything and built that one, which is, uh, kind of like a mid, I guess kind of a mid run one or mid run of the tub version with, the the black arms and, you know, the, the uh, rest of it were white parts. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we had enough to build a third truck and not really enough to do the other one or to build the last one. Um, but then I, you know, said to you, was like, you know, what do you think about doing, uh, one of these is like an electric conversion because that way there were certain parts that, I wouldn't need, you know, or I wouldn't need to be there. Um, we wouldn't have to come up with those. Um, and, and it was really just going to be like, you know, kind of just a throw together <laughs> truck really. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're like, yeah, let's build it. And then you, you know, you can run it up at the, the Nats and then it just kind of evolved into, um, more of, uh, you know, possible production kit, you know, for the, for the parts anyway, yeah. um, for others to, to do with, you know, do it to theirs and, you know, the, doing the, um, the electric conversion on those isn't, it's nothing new, you know, guys yeah. have been doing it, you know, for a while. It was just, you know, it was, um, add these parts and it kind of made sense to, you know, if you were up for it or, you know, you wanted to do it, you know, why don't we just make this one, uh, an electric conversion and then the last one, uh, turn into the one that is on its way to you. <clears throat> yeah, I'm excited. And uh, obviously we've been, I've been working on trying to do some videos, um, kind of got it, kind of got it going when, you know, we did this, uh, you know, I ended up getting that JRXT from you and I was like, you know what, I might as well we might as well work on a YouTube channel and kind of feature some of these, uh, vintage cars and builds. And, and, uh, it's actually been a ton of fun to do and I've uh, gotten a good response and, uh, did the RC 10 one. And of course the GT is going to make it going to make the cut. And, uh, we're, we're kind of, you know, we're going to feature that, uh, that latest one in, in, in the video for sure. Yeah. That one turned out, that one turned out pretty good. <clears throat> 
listen red yeah i mean we're, yeah exactly we got uh i was talking to Gotti before and i was telling him that you know if if you decide you're going to build something you get you know and you have everything you you get them done pretty quick uh but you're obviously more than willing to be patient but um you know one thing i noticed is when you're you know, one of the hard things in, in the in the old days for most people was they didn't have uh, the the patience or the uh, they weren't detail oriented enough or good with tools to make a lot of these chassis cuts and sanding. And but it seems like you you really knock those things out and, and make them really nice. And and it doesn't seem like you're using any you're definitely not using any special equipment. You told me you burned up your Dremel. Um, yeah, I, but they all come out great. I mean, is there any special techniques you use to cut chassis down and that type of thing? Not, not really. I don't have any kind of, uh, any kind of mill or, or, you know, any, anything like anything cutting sides down. It's kind of hard to do on a mill. You kind of got to do it by hand anyway. Yeah. Um, but I just lay some tape down, you know, measure how, how far down I want to, you know, cut the sides or whatever. And, lay some tape and um i just use my dremel the thin cutoff wheels and mm-hmm. i'll basically um just kind of lightly and slowly just kind of work the dremel along the tape you know, i'm not mm-hmm. trying to cut it all at once so i'm basically just like scribing it and then just keep going you know just keep doing it um until eventually the the disc will stay down in the groove far enough that it, you don't got to really worry about it walking around too much. Um, then you can you know, turn the speed up a little bit and put a little bit more pressure on it. Um, and once, once the, the sides are cut off and I just got uh, a sanding block and I'll put some 80 on it or whatever and uh, uh, sand them smooth if they need to get you know squared up a little bit or whatever, um, you know, from side to side, uh, and then go down to like two twenty, um, and then I'll hit them with like four hundred. And usually four hundred is pretty good. If I have like some thousand or something laying around, I'll just kind of you know buzz over that by hand just to bring the shine up a little bit. Um, but yeah, that's basically that's it. I really don't have other than I got a small uh bench top drill press but other than that i all i have down here is is uh is my trusty dremel my new trusty dremel yeah you said what, a, what was the other uh how old was your old dremel that just went yeah my dad got me that uh when i started racing well mainly for slot cars because you're doing i mean you do soldering and stuff um with like you know building slot car chassis and stuff like that um you, you kind of use the i use the dremel a lot with the slot car racing so mm-hmm. i guess when i was 13 or 14 he bought me probably for my birthday or something uh or christmas a, a big uh dremel craftsman dremel set uh-huh. and i used that thing up until last week or two weeks ago mm-hmm. and uh, i finally took a crap so 30 years. Wow. I got a Dremel. <laughs> Man, you got to have a funeral for that. I know. Jeez. No, I, I don't think I'll be able to throw it away. It's like losing a family. Yeah, man. no way. Yeah, no way. <laughs> no, I would never throw that out. 
just kind of set it up to the side and yeah, put it in a case <laughs> in a glass case. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, one, one day I do, I, I've been, uh, talking all the time about getting some glass display cases. Yeah. Um, to put my done cars and stuff in. Um, and like some of my older, like, you know, trophies, like racing trophies or whatever. And like, I still got my, uh, Tekken BC 100 L oh, charger wow. that okay. I ran. I have my, um, that was the, the Victor, the Victor junior charger it was a competition. Not complicated. Um, who made yeah. that competition electronics, right? Isn't Victor their own Vic, thing? Victor Engineering. I remember anymore? Victor Engineering, right? Yeah. They, they were their own yeah, thing. Yeah, I forget yeah, the name yeah. of that charger. Yeah. But... The high IQ. Yeah, that's yeah, it. That's high it. IQ. Yep. Yeah. Still, I still have that. I got mine used. Um, basically, when Nicholas, uh batteries started coming out, um, guys were buying other chargers and unloading all their like NICAT stuff. Mm-hmm. So I was always kind of behind the times at, at that point and guys were running big packs. I'm still running my old 1400s and stuff. Um, but, uh, I think I paid like 50 bucks for it or something. Oh, wow. And I was still using that. Um, cause I, I almost completely missed the whole nickel metal, ba- uh, nickel metal battery stuff. Mm-hmm. So the, the newest, I think I bought Be like my last did. year of racing, maybe the year before, I bought like five brand new 2400 packs, Nike packs, so that I could still buy chargers I had. Um, so I didn't have to buy a nickel charger. Um, so yeah, I was still using that charger up until like 2001. <laughs> wow. <laughs> hey, got the job done, right? That's right. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta use what you got. You didn't miss much in that nickel a, metal hydrate days, though. I think there was a lot of failure in that at, at the beginning, <laughs> if I remember correctly. So, yeah. Um, thankfully, I didn't have to. Those uh, Panasonic purple sales. Oh, yeah, those were. Yeah, cool. they were. Garbage. The, um, I had um, the other one. I had was a uh, was a Tekken. The BC 112, they had the BC the 12, uh, or 112C, which was the ACDC one, and then they had the uh, 112A that you could plug into the, the BC 112C. Okay. Um, and it had that discharger and everything. I never had the discharger, but um, yeah, so I had uh, the Victor Jr., my 100 L and the 112 C. Those were my chargers. I still got them all. They'll still work. Wow, it's amazing. You know that they all work so well. I'll bet. I'll bet somebody could figure out how to convert that uh, that Victor Junior to uh, charge lipo. I bet somebody could do it. Yeah, I I know I couldn't. <laughs> I'd be like, this thing's gonna blow. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, they made there. There was a guy quite a while ago that you could send them. Uh, I think he was in Australia, where you could 
you could actually buy parts for it and you could send him your charger or he'd send you the parts to convert it to charge nickel metal. Wow. Um, I never did that because I didn't care to, you know, I didn't need to charge those. Um, but that was even up until probably 10 years ago that you could buy parts to upgrade it for nickel metal. Um, but then, you know, once lipos and stuff came around, you know, who cares? Um, but I'll bet, I'll bet there's a way to convert that to, to charge lipos properly. Jeez. Because mm-hmm. I don't know the, the, the makeups of, you know, the batteries and what they need and all that kind of stuff. I have no clue, but I'm sure they could do it. Somebody could do it. Yeah. It might be and just if somebody could do it. I'd be showing up to the track at the vintage and that's with that. My big 30, <laughs> 30 amp power supply or power source power supply. Yes. Some, somebody would probably be, they'd say, Hey, you know, that, that can't charge the lipos. And probably, <laughs> yeah. you're probably just, ah, I'm going to give it a shot. See what happens. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the thing about vintage Nats. You, you just think about the car, but, but also in the pits, you got to look the part too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I never thought about I, going vintage in the pits. <laughs> I do. I still. I well. I don't, I still have my my toolbox that I used to take to the track in the nineties and stuff. That that goes with me to the vintage. <laughs> the, the plano. You got the plano with the drawers. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's awesome. I don't have. I don't take my. I have like one of the the big gray ones that everybody used mm-hmm. back in the. Um, in the earlier nineties and mm-hmm. stuff, but I have a slightly smaller one. Um, but I think I got it in like 90, 98 or 98 or 99. I think could be 98. Yeah. I have a smaller okay. one from early nineties. Um, but man, those things were expensive back then. Yeah. I think I got mine from some guy that was selling out. Hmm. What was, what were those things like? <sighs> What are they like fifty or seventy five dollars back? To, I don't even. I have no clue. How yeah, much it's they pretty were. damn close to that. I, depending on what size you. Yeah, guess. I don't even. Yeah, I don't remember. I think I, I kind of think I paid almost fifty for the the uh, blue one that I that I use now. Yeah, mine mine had three okay. drawers underneath, and then the top that lifted, and that was about yeah, that was about fifty bucks. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that was that was a lot back then. Yeah, it, yeah. I mean, it is, <clears throat> especially just for that toolbox, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. And the the pits aren't really like most you know today's pits aren't really set up for a, a big tackle box <laughs> anymore. Uh, but uh, yeah, it may do. Yeah, that, that yeah, by the time you you put that toolbox in there, the whole pit's full. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. So. <laughs> basically. Um, or or you can't because they got the you know the the like the shelf on top for you to set your cars and stuff. Yeah, the lid doesn't open all the way, you know. So you can't even like leave leave the lid open. Yeah, that, that's how you flexed back then, Jason. You just, uh, you know, brought your talk, tackle box out and threw it up there on the pit. And yeah, and everyone's like, just like, oh, and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but everybody had pretty much the same, pretty much the same one. So was, yeah, yeah. But then there was guys like there, me, like there were some man. Guys that, Wish I had that one. There were some guys that would, um, <laughs> remember one guy who used to put his tools, remember those, um, canvas, uh, battery bags. They were like 
two foot wide by like three feet long. You put like 10 battery packs. Oh yeah. And fold them out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Fold in like a half. There was, I think there was a guy that used to put his tools in those. Right. That way he could, you know, just, and that was basically his, his toolbox or tool bag. Yeah. Basically. Um, so that was, that was kind of smart. They had such a mess on, and the chargers were so much bigger back then too. Oh God. Yeah. I mean, your power supply, you know, big chargers, big tackle boxes. Oh yeah. The the power supply battery packs. (laughs) You know, the power supplies, I remember going with, uh, you know, my mom would come race with me and she loves, my mom loves, she loved motors and batteries and, uh, charging. She would like to cycle batteries. She would, you know, you know, open up the motors, cut the comm. Wow. And you know, <laughs> wow. she was like, she was like my Mike Reedy, you know, <laughs> and she loved it. And that That's was, awesome. you know, she would make sure to have the big power supply. And we had a turbo matcher. She would like, she wanted to like match batteries and like try it. Uh-huh. You know, someone told her, Hey, you could, um, you can match batteries and pretty soon it was just like, Oh, we got to do that. <laughs> uh, and I, and that was the part of it that I couldn't care less about. Like I hated the batteries and the motors. I like to just build them, put them in the car and I was happy, uh, happy with that. And, you know, I, I was into the cars and the tires and all that. And, but I guess it was kind of a good thing. That was a good match. And, you know, she, she was good at that. Yeah. I, I pretty much just raced the most, there was a couple tracks that ran mod. Um, but for the most part, everything was like handout motors or like club club races or like club tracks. You'd buy at the beginning of the season, you'd you'd motor and, um, you'd put it in your car, you'd race, you'd take it out, you'd give it to the race director and he took it with him. So you couldn't really mess with them. You change brushes and springs and stuff. Um, so the one guy that used to take me to a lot of races, um, he had one of the teak and dinos. Um, so I would get my motor and give it to him and he'd dyno it and he'd try, you know, different, uh, brushes and springs and, and whatnot. And, you know, try to get the, the most out of it and, here you go, Jay. All right. <laughs> so and that's and that's the so I didn't really have anything to do other than just cleaning it, you know. But next week, you know, you you'd come up to the go to the track, you know, find your your uh number and uh, uh the number on their uh motor can your motor case and uh take it, go back to the pits, clean it up, put it in and oil it up and you're good to go for the night. So that's why like most of the, I never really, I had like odd motor, maybe two mod motors. Um, cause I didn't really race mod that much. There was one really just one track that ran mod, um, around here. Everything else was like more of like a club race, uh, deal. So it was all just like hand out stock motors. Um, so I have tons of stock motors old stock motors with, with you know the numbers engraved on the cans and oh yeah and that kind of stuff the handouts right yeah um but not i never really had too many mods 
a lot mostly was stock racing for me even in pan car and stuff basically mainly stock racing Gotti, do you want to um go into some of the questions there we got i know we got a few questions yeah um, actually what's kind of cool i noticed is they're kind of serious questions you know <laughs> like <laughs> some, sometimes we get like you know like the the fun questions or the guys right. kind of screwing around, but there's actually some serious good questions I noticed. Yeah. Hey, Jason. Uh, uh, we'll, what we'll is, see how seriously I have to answer them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mom Rona there must be a little disappointed though when lipos and brushless came around, huh? Yeah, she's got to be like, "What's this shit?" <laughs> <laughs> like, what happened to my matcher? Where's my power supply? Right? Is, is that what she thinks yeah. when she goes to these races? Jeez. What is this an RTR hobby now? <laughs> <laughs> it is. Oh, uh, Jason, you're broken up there a little bit. Can you hear me? Yeah, there we go. Okay. Um, not that I spent a whole lot of time, you know, cutting comms and and all that kind of stuff during race days, but you know, the, the lipos and the brushes and stuff. You know, it, it does free you up a lot more at the at the track, and you know, I only go to the vintage mats anymore. I don't really have time to to race anymore, um, but I you know do my best to make it to the the vintage race every year. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can just you know, other than if you're just working on you know changing some shock setups or something like that, oils or pistons or whatever, yeah, you, know, you don't got to be spending all kinds of time with batteries and messing around with motors and and that kind of stuff. Yeah. So that's, I think that's a nice thing. Yeah. I mean, one of the things we've talked about over time is uh, I know I've thought about is like, man, how much more practice I would have gotten uh, with that equipment, you know, cause it was like, you know, you'd run, you know, a few times and then have to do some maintenance. And whereas, yeah. you know, now you would just be burning through back. I would have been, you know, Saturday was our big practice day at Lake Park, and it was like, you know, you were limited by really your equipment being beat up and needed to redo. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, now you would just, yeah, we would be putting some major time in. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this question comes in from Ronaldo, Ronaldo Vega. Uh, what vintage RC car do you wish you had? Um. No, the uh, eighty-seven Joel Johnson we, World's car. <laughs> well, if it's if it's just like something, I'm gonna I'm gonna look at his question being maybe like a production type, you know, like what what something I could go buy maybe. Um, it would probably be a bruiser actually. What was that? I never had a bruiser, bruiser. and I always thought they were neat. Yeah, I could never bring myself to spend that kind of money on it. <laughs> yeah, that, that thing was ultra expensive back then, right? Yeah. Um, I tried to get it. I'll, I got denied. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'll I'll spend all kinds of money building a freaking RC ten, um, but for some reason I won't spend seven, you know, six or seven hundred dollars on a bruiser. You know, because <laughs> it's like. One. It's one of the things where I would, after I bought it, I would probably regret buying it. Uh-huh. But I do kind of want one. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's probably 
that would probably be the answer to that bruiser or mountaineer. You know, one of those. Okay. Um, this comes in from almond McLean favorite build. Mm, that's tough. Um, I bought my two favorite from you. <laughs> I would say probably um, Brad's replica. I really like that one. Um, mm-hmm. And just because it is so uh, exact to the original. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a good one. Um, Brad actually has that. Brad bought that off me. So he has it in his, uh, so he doesn't have to finish his own. Cause I know he was, he was building or, when I had, when I sent my stuff out for anodize and I sent his stuff with it. Um, so I kind of thought we were both going to kind of have them being built at the same time. But I don't think Brad ever really, I think Brad said he, he got to the point of tearing his donor, tearing his donor car down or something and getting <laughs> the parts or something. But, um, yeah, he, uh, I was like, and he had it cause I sent the car down to him cause I told him once I had it all built. I wanted to, you know, send it down to him so he could take a look at it. And, um, he had it, you know, almost a year. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, he could stay down there. I don't, you know what I mean? I don't care. What am I going to do? It's just going to, you know, if it comes back here, it's just going to sit on the shelf or sit in a box, you know? And, um, so he had it sitting down there alongside the, the trophy and stuff or his plaque. Um, and then, you know, I was looking to, something else uh real car wise um so i was trying to come up with some some money and i was like hey it's already at your house do you want to buy it you yeah. like how much so we you know worked out and so i was like all right it was already there so yeah <laughs> you're like hey I'll, I'll throw in the shipping <laughs> yeah <laughs> wow. so you have that one but i think for the ones i have like I still have, I did, uh, it's like a, a, a modernized replica, but I did a, a replica of the, uh, Satoshi Mizumi car from the 94, uh, I think it's 94 DMRC win. Um, and I ran it at, uh, 2017 vintage nuts, I think. It just turned out really cool. Though. The paint on the body was just, it, it really resembles Direction's car from the 93 Worlds, just different colors. Um, but the chassis, uh, anodized move, some uh, milling and stuff, Joe did on the uh, motor plate and stuff uh, to match what he did. Um, it just, the car looked, I, I, every time I, um, the cars that I always like stare at, you know, cause it just, it just looks awesome. <laughs> um, so that's probably, uh, my, probably my favorite one that I've built next to Brad's car. Um, Ooh, I think that one should be easy to find on. So that's a pretty decent build to write of that one. So we got Steve Richter. He's saying, what, what do you think is the most desirable vintage car right now? And um, did the pandemic make vintage prices increase? Well, I'll go with the price increase stuff. I don't, I'm kind of at a point where I basically have 
like everything I want. Um, so I, I don't really cruise eBay as much as I used to. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, so I'm not really noticed. I'm not bidding against people for stuff. I'm really seeing like a lot of uh, auction end price. Did we lose them, Jason? Can you hear me? We're, we're losing you a little bit. Uh, see if I can move. Might be the storms down there, man. Can you hear me now? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I would say prices on some stuff, on some stuff, uh, or during the pandemic may have gone up because people got twelve hundred bucks from uh, <laughs> from oh. the government in a yeah. stimulus mm-hmm. that they may not need. Mm-hmm. So they have no problem getting into bidding wars for stuff that they've been uh, holding off buying. Um, you see that during tax time too. People get their tax returns back and prices start getting crazy. Um, around Christmas time, prices get crazy because people are getting their, uh, bonus, you know, Christmas bonus checks, mm-hmm. uh, and that kind of stuff. So I would, I would kind of lean towards people got, had some money coming to them or, came into some money that they didn't have before (laughs) and, uh, you know, gave them the ability to spend more on some stuff they normally probably wouldn't have. Uh, the other one was, um, was it what, uh, what do I think the most desirable vintage RC is right now? Yeah. Right now. Um, I don't, I don't really know. I mean, you know, for me, I, I basically stay in the associated realm. They're the RC 10 realm. Um, but I mean, you know, all the, the MI, the four wheel drive MIP conversions, you know, those are, uh, sought after stuff, um, hide out and, you know, go for big bucks. Um, early edinger stuff, uh, RC 10s. I probably don't have a great answer for that one. Mm-hmm. Um, but for an RC 10 aspect, you know, beer, I, I would most likely go with your MIP conversions, you know, that kind of stuff. I think this is a good question from Alman McLean. He's like, um, and I, I don't think Gotti, I know he did one from Almond, but oh no, never mind. Um, Almond's asking, what could some manufacturers do to entice old schoolers to get new newer vehicles? And he's saying, you know, maybe some older theme bodies, more wheel styles. Do you think there's anything out there that would entice um, old schoolers to get more um, late model stuff? Um. Yeah, we kind of there was a, a conversation on on. Um, uh, before uh, durable.com got hacked uh, a couple years ago, um, you know, guys were talking about, you know, what's it going to take to get some of these older drivers back out, you know, and start racing again. Um, and, you know, when, when I started racing, there's really only a couple like purpose oval cars, you know, mainly mm-hmm. custom work stuff. Um, and you had like, there was a, a badger, um, 
stuff like that. But it was mainly all converted RC tens. Yeah. You know, you'd, you'd, um, you take the shock tower, you'd cut like five eighths of an inch off the back shock tower, drop it down, put the seventy ones on the back and you buy a pair of 56s to put on the front, <laughs> um, and Andy's body mount. And, uh, you know, the, the, uh, Andy's or RPM or JG, whatever, uh, body mount for the back and a set of foam tires and a modified body and you're, you're racing, but they were, and they were, you know, fairly, you know, simple cars. Um, there wasn't, you know, I mean, you could, you know, change your caster blocks and, and that kind of stuff. Um, but they were, you know, fairly simple and today's third oval cars are, you know, really crazy, you know, with the amount of adjustment and so many different tire compounds, you know, like we had yellow and green, yellow, green, and blue foam. That's what we had. If you're running on, you know, uh, asphalt, you know, basketball court or something, you put blues on it. You know, if you're running on, you know, dirt, you run, you know, green or yellow, you know, depending on, uh, you know, traction level. Um, and then, you know, eventually it came into like the gas foams with the silver and gold compounds and stuff. Um, but now it's like, there's 20 different foam compounds, you know, and, um, it's, it's not cheap. I mean, it wasn't necessarily cheap back then when you had to buy, you know, five or six battery packs and oh, that sucks. 50 some dollars a piece, yeah. you know, and, and this and that and everything else. Um, but the cars were fairly simple and I kind of, uh, you know, a couple of times I thought about, you know, buying something and was like, man, I'm really going to have to put a lot of time in to understanding this car, finding a setup. Um, and then, like I said, with the, the electronics and stuff, you know, unless you're, unless it's a, a blinky class or something like that. Um, you know, but, you know, understanding, you know, the, all the, the stuff that these new radios can do, the, the speed controls and, you know, all that kind of stuff. It was kind of a deterrent to me. And so guys were, you know, asking, well, what's it going to take to, you know, get some of these older guys back to racing? And I was like, well, you guys have, nobody offers anything. Um, in like a, not, not a spec thing, but kind of like a, an entry level kind of deal. Right. So they started, um, I think it was, um, bumps and jumps. Uh, they started building before street stocks. So you'd get, you know, buy a B, a B4 kit. You'd, um, they, somebody made a front bumper and a rear body mount and you use the McAllister uh, Camaro body. Mm. And if you had to run the customer street track, street track tires, um, and you could only, and there's only two compounds. So you don't really only needed, you know, two sets of tires. Um, so it was a way to keep the cost down. Um, and I think you had to, you had to start with the RTR before. So you could, you could run whatever radio you wanted, but, uh, you had to run, you know, that speed control and motor, uh, had a fixed gear. In. Um, and so you really couldn't, you change, mess around with suspense, suspense a, a little bit, but I thought, well, that'd probably be, uh, I could probably get it into doing that, but I never did. <laughs> so even when they, when they came out with a way to get 
you know, older guys in it and something for young, you know, younger kids to get into the sport. Um, I still didn't do it. Um, but I just got too much other stuff doing, going on to really, you know, to do it. Um, the Traxxas mud boss, those are pretty cool with the slash, the Traxxas slash with the, uh, modified body. I've been threatening to build one of those for a while. So that's <laughs> get me back into weekly race. Um, but I'm, I think I'm just, I'm past the getting, uh, getting in the real week, weekly racing for me anyway. Yeah. Um, so I think there, there is, there are things out there, um, for older guys to get or older guys, but people that maybe don't want to put the commitment, into like really high dollar stuff, um, spending a lot of money and, you know, really needing to understand a car. They just want to be able to, you know, pop some down on the track and just, you know, have fun. Um, I don't know what it, I don't necessarily know what like someone like associated would need to do. Um, so for, to make somebody want to buy a, a B six point two or something. I um like me personally, I'm I I can't stand the cab four looking bodies. Yeah, you know, but that's just me. Um, and and a lot of the old the old school guys are like that. Um, so you know, maybe if you did, you know, have some older style bodies to put on the new newer cars. You know, guys, maybe. Uh, more interested in, in doing it. Um, you know, everybody has their, everybody has their, um, you know, the reasons why they, you know, don't get back into it or, you know, whatever, just, you know, too busy or, you know, families and whatever else money. Yeah. Um, there's, there's a lot of, like I said, the dirt old guys came up with a a good a good thing, and I still didn't. <laughs> I still didn't say, "Yeah, that's for me," <laughs> and I still didn't do it. So, probably not so, the best one to ask. <laughs> so, Chris Trudeau is asking about silver can five forties, yay or nay? Yeah. That'd be a no. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> you, I tell you, the only thing I thought about was with silver cans would be like at the, the Vintage Nationals, the classic class has a handout motor. So, um, uh, to me, a sport tune motors. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I would say, I would say yay to a silver can. Um, so, you know, Eric didn't have to get a bunch of handout motors and, you know, it, it would lower the entry fee a little bit. You know, because you're not having to buy a handout motor. Yeah, I think that was that would be the only time I'd I'd be pro silver can because I mean everybody has a silver can laying around. You know what I mean? It's from something, but it's only five bucks though. You know what I mean? That the Sport Two motor only ups the price five bucks for the entry piece, so it's not a a big deal. But that would be the only time I would say I, I would be pro silver can. So. Uh, Chris is um, 
asking what was the longest build you've ever been working on, but we talked about the one that you said six or seven years. Uh, Is there any others that you got longer? Oh yeah. Like most of them. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. um, I mean, we'll figure it this way. I would say that that Masonic one that I started in 2006, that one's still not done. So, (laughs) you know, that's 14 years and that one's still not done. Um, you know, not only is the the build vintage, but the 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 restoration is vintage. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I just my problem is I I um I have too many going on at once, you know. Because like if you if you find something on on you know a certain part on eBay or on, on, you know, one of the forums or even on Facebook nowadays, um, you find something and it's like, you get it for a good price. Um, like my problem would be, I would find a bumper. Oh, I got to build a car around this. <laughs> so, I got to, yeah, I got to build a car to put this bumper on, um, which is dumb. But now that's how I do it. But I would always have a bunch of cars started, um, that way I wouldn't, um, I would always be able to work on something, um, especially in, uh, um, I want to say the early days, but you know, when around the time the, the forum started, so, you know, thousand, um, you know, you couldn't, I mean, there was still a lot of stuff available from associated, you know, you could buy, you know, right from associating it. But if you were into getting a lot of like aftermarket stuff, uh, you know, any stuff or RPM stuff or, you know, Rayborn or whatever, um, you know, you had to wait until that stuff came around on eBay or whatever. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you got outbid. Well, if you waited six months for this thing to come around and then you lost, well, now you got, you know, you could be waiting around another six months, mm-hmm. you know, for that part to come around again. Um, so I always had other ones. So I always had something to work on. Um, so that's, that's really the biggest reason why my stuff takes so long to get built. Um, cause some guys will just say, you know, I'm, I'm building this car and they'll spend whatever it costs on a certain part just so that they can continue the build. Well, I wasn't like that. I always looked at it like, eh, that'll come around again. Yeah. You know, and it'll come around cheaper and that's when I'll buy it. So that's, that's the biggest reason why my stuff takes so long. Um, and then sometimes I just kind of lose interest in it and end up selling it off. Or, um, if I, want the chat if i find something else or a different way i want to do it i may sell some of the stuff off of it that i don't need anymore um or trade it for you know other parts that i do need to you know make it the way i want it now um but yeah but but to answer his question yeah 14 years is probably the longest (laughs) and it's still i'm not done <laughs> fair, fair enough. Um, so we got um, so we got Tim. What, what? How do we pronounce his last name? Gotti. Tim Merzine. There you go. 
Mm-hmm. And if that's not how it's pronounced, that's the way we are going to pronounce it. I, yeah, I'm not totally, I'm trying to <laughs> picture what his last name looks like. M-U-R-Z-Y-N. Yeah. Sorry, Tim, if we're butchering your name. Yeah, yeah. I'm terrible with names, so... So he's asking, what products do you think the vintage community would benefit from? Is there something that, um, you know, that people that isn't really out there or that could be out there? Obviously, there's there's different ways you can go with this, but um, I'll look. I'll I'll go from uh, mainly a maintenance standpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for the longest time, you know, you could buy m- m- your normal maintenance kind of shock rebuild kits. And, and I'm just going from an associated, um, perspective on this. Yeah. Um, for the longest time, you should be able to just go to any, you know, a main, whatever, right to a, uh, associated site and buy, you know, shock shafts and, uh, just parts. You know, out drives, uh, shock kit, shock, uh, rebuild kits, you know, your kind of maintenance stuff. And like all of a sudden, like late last year, all this, well, even middle of last year, maybe, you know, even with the re-release being fairly, you know, not super old, but just like all this stuff is gone. And I think I, I even, you know, mentioned something to you about, yeah, I kind of think I think it, it could kind of hurt the vintage market in a way. Um because I, I noticed when the re-releases came out, there was a lot of kind of new guys, you know, kind of came into it because now they could just, you know, get a, a brand new RC ten kit. Um and you know, they didn't have to go through all the, uh, you know, folks trying to find some nice one on eBay or, you know, hunting for, uh, uh, a lot of plastic stuff or old white stuff or whatever. Um, the easy button was there. Yeah. And now that I kind of worry that, and even once the re-release, like the novelty of it kind of wore off, um, you kind of saw like the guys that, showed up for it, they kind of went away. Some of them stuck around, but you know, most of them kind of went away. Mm-hmm. Um, and now you, the, the stuff that, you know, a lot of the guys that have, are, you know, going to continue in it, you're taking a lot of the maintenance stuff away. I mean, there's, there's ways to find the stuff or use, you know, other, other stuff to kind of do what you need to, to do. Um, but I think some of the, you're going to deter a lot of the guys that want it easy. You know what I mean? Like the ones that don't want to really put the time in to have the old stuff. Um, just like, yeah, I know that I've seen, you know, guys complain about, um, I remember, I think someone was complaining about one of the track layouts at one of the, at one of the vintage races and he said, Oh, those jumps are too big or, uh, you know, I'm going to be breaking my car and stuff. And it's like, okay, well you don't got to attempt to triple. Yeah. You know what I mean? 
single it. (laughs) You know, if you got backup parts, then you triple it, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know? So, I mean, you don't gotta, you know, beat the hell out of your car. Um, and it's not, I mean, it's all the vintage nationals, but it's not, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's more of a get together, uh, you know, with a race involved. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's, um, it's a group activity, and there's also a little race going on to keep you entertained and interested. Yeah, I mean, they, you know, I, I I'm a competitor. I mean, not not that I don't. I mean, I don't race all the time anymore, but you know, I still have that you know competitive, you know, nature. <laughs> you know, when I'm up, you know, when I'm there, I mean, I want to do good, but mm-hmm. you know, I pretty much know my. I know where my limits in off-road driving are, yeah. um, since I don't really do it. Um, you know, just try and make laps and, you know, not be in the pipe all the time and keep it on all fours and, you know, whatever I get, I get. Yeah. Um, but I would say it'd be nice to have more maintenance, uh, you know, stuff for maintenance and like Dino tech racing, he makes, uh, out drives now. Um, so I mean, there is places where you can get the stuff, but I, I, um, and I would assume some of the disc stuff will probably be around for a while. Uh, you know, like the T bolts and, you know, thrust bearings and, and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like the stealth that stuff should be around for a little while, but, well, eventually it's going to be, you know, you're going to be scrounging for that kind of stuff too. So that kind of, that kind of sucks. So I think not be even ball, uh, ball studs, you know, not being able to get, uh, or, or buy, you know, the old style, you know, 440 ball studs. Yeah. Um, stuff like that is going to deter some people, I think. But like for me, I'll look at, like in, um, around the time the vintage that started, um, it was 2008 wheels were super hard to find. Like, you know, B3 wheels, um, basically two, 2.2 wheels to run, you know, modern tires, um, on the old cars and the wheels were super hard to find. So, you know, we were coming up with ways to run B4 wheels on on the old cars. Mm-hmm. Mostly it was, it was fairly easy because of the, the offsets were pretty close. So you could basically just take a set of B4 wheel roam on a, a low C, not so much of the five link cause the, they would rub the, the trailing links on the side a little bit. Um, but low C cars was fairly easy. RC tens, you had to be a little bit, play around with them a little bit more. Um, but, and even real cars, like I'm into like the pro touring stuff, <clears throat> you know, so you take an old car and put all kind of modern, you know, drivetrain, suspension, brakes, all kind of stuff. So, you know, I kind of look at what you can do with the old cars now is kind of like pro touring, you know, so you put big boards on, you're on, you know, the B6 ball, ball studs and ball cups, you know, just do use whatever new, you can, you know, mm-hmm. on, on your old stuff. And there's, there's ways around it if you're creative enough. Um, but some guys don't like being creative. 
They mm-hmm. just want <laughs> they want to order what they know fit and fits and and that's the end of it. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> I kind of I like thinking outside the box on some stuff, like a lot of other guys. <clears throat> All right, so um, do you got? Uh, let's see here. What's your favorite brushed motor? Um, that's probably a hard one too because, like, mostly everything I race was you know handout motors. I mean, usually a Trinity. So it was like slot machines, slot machine twos, cream machines. Those. Um. Later, like in the late nineties, I guess. Um, when the rebuildable stocks, the rebuildable stock motors came out. Okay. Um, then they stopped. Uh, a couple of tracks stopped using handout motors, um, and a lot of guys were using the, the Paradox motor. Mm. And I think right when the Reedy MVP came out, um, I bought one of those. And I okay. thought that was pretty good. That was a pretty good stock motor. Okay. Um, so from something that I bought, you know, uh, and I just kind of had to use. Um, that was a pretty good motor. It seemed a little more, not that I'm some, you know, I'm not a motor guru or nothing, but it just seemed like it had a little more torquey than the, <clears throat> than the, uh, paradox was. It kind of worked good since, you know, I was mainly running, you know, short tracks and stuff like that. Old uh, stuff, mods, like old mods, uh, hobby shop that I hung out at and eventually worked at for a short time before they closed. Um, they had a thing with light speed, I guess. So light speed was like the only mod motors they had in there. And they'd only keep a couple of them because you know, didn't really run mod too much around here, but I had a, a light speed mod. So I had to go light speed for a mod and the MVP for the brush motor. <clears throat> Although you can't count out the, the Trinity monster horsepower stock mm-hmm. motor. Mm-hmm. That was a pretty, I think everybody had one of those. Gotti did a lot of work uh, at Trinity. So he was familiar, got to name some of these products. So paradox and yeah. midnight. My, the midnight. My favorite was the midnight. That yeah. was my favorite before I even knew midnight. Gotti. I thought that was my favorite. The midnight. Yeah. Midnight. Yeah. Midnight was all my doing. At least. <laughs> it, well, the name, the name at least. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's good. Any uh, see any other questions there, Gotti? Uh, I got, got my final one. I got my final one, um, but we we'll, won't we'll get to the rest of them first. Well, we got one from David, and I'm not even going to try and pronounce your last name, David. Um, if you can go back in time, what year are you going back to, and why? Oh, that's good. Um, probably. 93, I'd say. Probably 93. Maybe 94. 93, 94, something around there. I'm with you. Just, okay. on, a, a ra- just on a racing um, for how I was doing racing um, and the amount I was racing. I was racing like four nights a week at all different tracks. <laughs> You're like, um, I just so, want my schedule back. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, uh, I, those days were great. You know, hanging out at the hobby shop and stuff and you know, especially during the summertime when school was out, um, you know, the hobby shop opened up at 11 or something. So my mom would, mom or dad would take me down there and I'd hang out 
down there all day. That's what I would do. And the track was right up the street. Mm -hmm. Um, one track was right up the street. Um, and so the store were closed and we go up racing. Um, they raced, it was hillside. So they raced Thursdays. Um, there was another place in Palmerton. It was high banks. They raced Mondays. Um, Trains Lanes raced Saturday, I think. There was another place I went to. I, I, could, I could think of what it was. Because I was running like four miles a week. That was great. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, so, and I was doing good too. So it was, it wasn't like I was, um, was helps. you know, running like shit. So, <laughs> um, yeah, when you're, and you're, and you're running good everywhere. You know, not just that at like one track. It's like you, uh, you pretty much know when you show up there, you're going to make DA, you know, and it's, and, it, and there's, and back then there was, you know, deep fields too. You know what I mean? Even on a, on a, you know, a, a Wednesday or Thursday night club race, yeah. you know, you'd have, you know, five or six full heats of cars. So yeah, I would, I'd say, you know, 93, 94, but those are probably my, my best years mine too those were great until the kid came along damn kid oh man <laughs> <laughs> i was i was on my way to greatness man yeah well what were you thinking anyway <laughs> I, don't no, I, don't, I don't think i was thinking <laughs> but i love him he's a good kid good so we're ready for my final yeah you got you got the big one there yeah, this is just my question. So oh, okay. I've had this, uh, I was just kind of, I don't that's not really a pitch, but like, um, sort of like I have this vision of, of, uh, of an RC car that essentially is a modern car in performance, but the styling is, looks like a RC 10. So it's got the, you know, it's got the white plastics, the design of the, the parts and the components is more, has more of a, a retro-ish feel to it. Mm -hmm. um, but everything is just, is high end, but it is a, a, a performance uh, top of the line car, but it just takes on that. It just starts, it has that look. So I guess it would be kind of like, you know, and I was just thinking of this off the top of my head. It would be more like you, you know, like there's a, you know, a Camaro right from the '60s or something, and then they have a Camaro today, and they borrow some, you know, things here and there. But and it, but would almost be taking it a little bit of a step further than that, and it would resemble even more resemble. Um, you know, in RC 10, um, mm -hmm. I, I just always wondered if what people would think if they saw that, like I've had dreams and stuff mm -hmm. where I, yeah, like I've had <laughs> dreams where I see this car, like I see this car in my dreams and I'm just like, dude, this is the most badass thing I've ever seen, you know, like, cause it's a, it's a modern car, but it looks like an RC 10. So RC 10 so, classic. No, no, no. It's, it has the, you know, the <laughs> suspension, um, you know, the geometry of a, of a, 
a current car. It has the, the components are in the same positions as a modern car, but just the style of it and the chassis and the coloring and uh, the way parts are uh, okay. designed just look like an RC10. And then, you know, obviously the top it off, the body's got to have that very similar uh, look from those days. Uh, yeah. But with a little bit of a twist, of course, you got to, uh, there's a little, probably a little bit of modernization. Um, I don't know. I just thought it was kind of thought, you know, every once in a while I have this, these dreams of this car and, you know, I always wake up thinking like, oh, this would be like the most badass car because it just mixes the two worlds of what I, you know, would think that a great car would look like. And I don't know, I guess I just thought, um, you know, uh, hypothetically, you know, what do you, what would you think if you saw something like that, or maybe in the vintage community, would they, would that be something people think, would kind of jump at, or would it be just too weird? Um, I don't know. Don't be afraid to say it. Too weird. He's like, ah, oh, no. Because I mean, <laughs> you, you look at well, this is it's kind of like um like where I'm going, like the pro touring stuff in mm-hmm. real cars, mm-hmm. you know, you're using, you know, moderate components under, you know, using, you know, you know, whatever, any kind of component, you know, LS motors and whatever else, you know, in a nice body. Um, so it's basically the same thing, but you're, you're still trying to keep the 69 Camaro look like a 69 Camaro. Yeah. Um, but it's, you know, lower as bigger wheels, bigger brakes and, you know, the whole nine. Um, there is a lot of guys that maybe not a lot of guys, but like, uh, Nikki, uh, or him and Jake, you know, designed, the the Knicks cars, you know, mm-hmm. the belt cars and that kind of stuff. He does a lot of stuff with, um, you know, making longer arms that still look like RC 10 arms, mm-hmm. but, um, and like designing hub carriers where it has like the, the bigger, uh, I don't even, it's hard for me to say, cause I, I haven't held a new RC car in, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I don't even know, like up close, I have idea what the V6 looks like. Um, so, but I, I think like to have a, like a, a big outer bearing compared to the inner bearing or something like that. Uh, in the, the rear hubs and stuff. So like he has hubs designed like that. Um, run and the arms are, uh, a certain length. So you can run like a B6.1 or B6.2 CDA, mm-hmm. um, with, the the modern wheels and stuff, you know, in your, in your uh, same with the, the front arms and stuff. Um, so that's, I know that's not exactly what you, what you kind of mean, Mm-hmm. You know, you're looking at kind of making it, I mean, you're, that's, um, making, uh, it's a way of making new parts work on the old car, but yeah, for the most part, that's, it really still looks like an old car or like the old car, mm-hmm. um, where you're kind of going for, you want it to look more new car. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's kind of styled like an old car. Yeah. Um, 
this would be, it'd probably be one of those, would it help? It would kind of go back to, would that help get people older guys of the racing? If they could buy, uh, a, you know, a B6.2 that looked like their gold pan. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or their championship edition car. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I really I, don't. Yeah. I mean, I just, I've, I've had these dreams and I see, you know, you see it, you know, things are, I always look badass sometimes in your dreams and you're just like, yeah, you're just like, man, like, it's like, there it is. It's perfect. <laughs> That's and a pipe dream, the, Jason. A pipe dream. May, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, but but, you, but the thing is, you know, there be, I mean, obviously there be guys that would be all over it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's it's not like a a far fetched thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, when um, when did a uh, associated go back to the aluminum chassis? Is that the B five? The B five M. That's that started with uh, the aluminum chassis again. Yeah, I mean, hey, they had an opportunity to come out with a gold, a gold chassis and a, a bunch of white plastic parts. You yeah, know what I mean? Did. <laughs> yeah, they, they did. Um, they could have could have did something like that, or um, even if they want to do that as a limited edition. I mean, they got the molds. Mm-hmm. Make it white. Yeah. <laughs> they probably would have sold a bunch of those. Um. And that's that's kind of what you're what you're looking at or what you're talking about. Yeah. And, you know, and I would to me, I would take it like a step further and it wouldn't be the same car as a B6.2. It would be a whole nother vehicle. um, But but yeah, but that's that is that is partly what I'm saying is you could make that car into a. Uh, you know, to kind of give a nod to the the old vehicle, you could have it gold. You could make the parts uh, out of white material, and uh, you know, do different things to make it look. And you could make it as a limited edition, like you said. That would be something they probably could do without a ton of uh, additional cost. You know, for me, it's almost yeah. like. Uh, you know, because obviously I'm not associated, but I like the car. So it'd be very strange for me to work on the project because I would be basically making like a, I don't even know what you would call it because, you know, it's at that point, it's not an RC10, right? Or, you know, it's yeah. like, um, you're just modeling something after, uh, after something that you like. And yeah. You know, I even see it like, you know, the way the, the, the car is constructed, you could you could probably set it up so that, you know, it has some type of a, things that look like the nose tubes and the steering, you know, could be flipped around like it is on the current cars. But, you know, they could be also white bell cranks and the way that they look could look like the the old style ones, but still have all the qualities of a good part from these days. So, yeah, you know, that's the kind of stuff that I think about and the way that the, the batteries are held in the car, the, the chassis, you know, now we have a flat chassis, uh, with, uh, side rails that are plastic. Um, yeah. But you could, conv- you could make it so that, um, so that it looked 
like a mini gold tub uh, in a way incorporating the side rails as part of uh, the way the chassis looks. So um, this this thing that I'm envisioning is um, I just kind of always wondered what you know the response would be to something kind of out there in that field. Yeah, it's one of those it's a shot in the dark, you know, it's kind of one of those things where you, you just kind of, you know, throw the idea up on a wall, see if it sticks, mm-hmm. you know, that's, and it's, and it, it would be a lot of money to invest to, for it to not go over well. Oh um, yeah. That would be fun, right? <laughs> <laughs> first but, comment, first comment on Facebook. Well, that's dumb. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that's you know that's um yeah it'd be it'd be hard to say i mean i know i know there was guys that said what i said about the b5 you know oh they went back to aluminum chassis they should have made the parts white they made a chassis gold Mm -hmm. you know what i mean um to pay a little you know tribute back to the to the old car um and really uh, associate would almost have to do it to really call it an RZ 10. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like anything. Uh, yeah. If, if you did it, it'd be a different car or if anybody did it, it would, yeah. you would, you'd have to call it, you know, it'd be something else. Mm-hmm. Um, you, know, you couldn't really, even if it looked like an RZ 10, you couldn't call it an RZ 10. Um, yeah. You, you, you would just be, it would be this uh, it would be inspired uh yeah. this, just inspiration type build which uh, yeah i guess that stuff exists but yeah i don't know that was it that was my that was my big what if i mean you could you could you could probably do it cuz i mean you can you know draw uh, draw parts up and stuff and even if it wasn't necessarily a production thing i mean it probably wouldn't cost uh i mean not that i know but it probably wouldn't cost a ton to do stuff, you know, 3d print, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Kind of play around with stuff, you know, make the parts in white, mm-hmm. um, you know, maybe use the, use the geometry and stuff from the, you know, whatever the, the newest, uh, B six or whatever. And, but make the, maybe make the arms look like, you know, like the old arms or something like that. Yeah. Uh, kind of design the hub carriers to kind of look like the old ones. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, I think that would probably be, you know, that would probably be a, a doable thing. And at least you could have a, something for people to see before you went, you know, yeah, <laughs> totally into it. And it probably, you know, wouldn't cost a ton of money. Mm-hmm. Well, if this, and you'd have, uh, you'd have something cool sitting around, even if it didn't go anywhere, you know what I mean? You'd have, you know, something, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if, if this, uh, COVID stuff lasts much longer where there's no RC races, then maybe I'll have that much more time to work on <laughs> my dream, my dream car. I will call it. Mm. Yeah. Well, he has to work on my 87 <laughs> Ultima first. Oh, sorry. Yeah. But I think that's no it. Ultimates. I think we're good. What's that, Jess? You could do that for me? No Ultimas. What? Yeah. No Ultimas. You can't yeah, do an Ultima exactly. for me? Uh, 
What's uh, wrong with I that? I have the Joel Johnson eighty-seven one. You need a Trinity graphite chassis. Uh, yeah. <laughs> He's there's like, been a couple of those. There's been a couple good ones of those done. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, replicas. He's like, oh, stop. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I I look at the the um. I'm well. One of my buddies, Jay. Me and him always, uh, you know, bust each other's balls and stuff. And <laughs> he was always building Kyoso stuff. And I'd be like, "Why don't you build some RG tension?" You know. And um, oh. and I tell him, you know, he, he just he won't build any RC ten stuff because he doesn't have any American tools or you know SAE tools. Everything adds is metric and you know that kind of crap. Mm. So we were doing this for years. We still do this today. Um, but uh, so I used to say you know, all Kyosha stuff, junk and, you know, this and that, everything else, um, just to dig at people, uh, just, you know, playfully. Um, but he ended up sending me a, an Ultima. I said, you send me Ultima and then maybe you'll build an RC 10. You know what I mean? Right. So he sent me one and I, I had it. Um, but I put a, I put a B trans in it because the train is junk. Mm. Um, kind of like the rest of the car, but right. uh, well, uh, two forty stealth in it. Put a custom works uh, enforcer, intimidator rack and pinion Jeez. rack in it. Got Andy's arms uh, on the front. Um, Yokomo H seventy into the front unis. It, it like works the. The 240 Stealth, the outdrives are closer together than the outdrives in the uh, Kyosho trains. So I needed to come up with a longer uh, universal or dog bone or whatever. And just so happened, and then the bearings are metric, good <laughs> or five millimeter or whatever, um, in the hub carriers. So I had a pair of front, actually, I think they were the same front rear, a pair of 870C, Yokomo 870C universals and a pair of the front uh h70c wheel hubs and they've it works perfect (laughs) on on this kyosho so i was just waiting for uh the the yokomo wheels are super hard to find uh in two at 2.2s uh with a deep offset um but uh gc racing in the uk uh, they started reproducing the deep offset Yokomo wheels. Um, so all I got to do is get some of those and then maybe I'll actually get to use the car. Cause I've been that's the biggest reason why I haven't done anything with it, but I figured one of these, one of these years I'll maybe I'll run this at the vintage match. Oh. Once I get it all done, I'll see that I'll run a, I'll run, I'll run a Kyo show. <laughs> <sighs> well, 87 world champ. That's all I got to say. Yeah. Had to beat an RC ten in there, had to beat one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would I would go, oh yeah, but it was highly modified well, except for the guy that Yeah, if you go back and listen to that one. interview by Joel Johnson, he said everything was stock except the chassis. Well so you can believe what you want to oh, believe there. <laughs> but the one the the guy that finished second, that one was basically it looked like you know a fairly stock car. So <laughs> Okay. A, st- a basically stock one still finished second, even if Joel wouldn't have won, even if Joel's car was hopped up. <laughs> so 
I'd give him that one, Worlds. Yeah, we would give him that one. I bet, I bet Associated wish they could get that one back, but they can't because my man <laughs> won it. Your man. Wasn't there something? <laughs> man. Wasn't, um, I kind of remember reading something about, I don't remember if it was like an article that Halsey did about what, it was something with, with the tires or something. Did Kyosho have like a different compound or better tires or something like that? Yeah, I mean, that was one of the big points that uh, Gene made in the DVDs that I uh, was watching. And he said that they had Kyosho brought like, wheels like they brought three different tires with two inch wheels and like five different compounds or something like that. Yeah. Uh, which is something like, you know, we would do now. Um, but and he said in the video, he's like, you know, he pretty much just said. Hey, you know, kudos to you guys for going that all in on having the right car and the tires and everything. And you kind of, yeah, kind of uh, put them in their place. And uh, I mean, when I watch the race now, I talked about it with Gotti, and the cars look so toyish back then on the track. Mm-hmm. They look um, it, to me, not until about 89, like late mid to late 88 and into 89 the cars start looking pretty good to me but 87 ish uh they still look very toyish and what's crazy is jay halsey i think still qualified second at that race yeah and uh when you look at his car it looks like pretty much the same car (laughs) that he ran from two years early (laughs) you know like (laughs) it looks like he's running the same tires and the same dirt on it uh, you know, like everything looks very, and he gets the lead. He like whole shots. I think Joel, the Joel TQ or did the other Chris Moore TQ? I, think. I don't remember. He whole shots and he's in the lead in this video. Yeah. And you're thinking, oh, the, you know, guys doing it up and he just crashes out like yeah. um, a lot of mistakes in the main that I watched. And, um, but yeah, sweet whole shot. He's leading. They guys had to be like, hell yeah, we got this. <laughs> and then it was like, oh. And then I think Kyosho went one, two, three. Then magic happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and you, I was watching the four wheel video. And the four, like Masami's, that Schumacher car actually looks like crap in the video. Like it honestly yeah. looks like Joel's car in four wheel was better than Masami. I'm sure it was. It looks like the, it looks like the guy um I think that got second in two wheel condo, Katsunori Kondo. I think he got second and it actually looked like his car in two wheel, like he was a little faster than Joel it looked like in the video uh-huh. I saw. But in four wheel it looked like Joel was dialed with that Optima and Masami like you watching his car and you're thinking, how did he TQ and win this thing? And uh <laughs> But uh, obviously, he's got some skills to pay the bills, right? Yeah. But anyway, that's all I got. You got anything else, Scotty? Yeah, we're good. I'm just, and, uh, uh, again, looking for that 87 Ultima, so. You're going to be looking a while <laughs> for that thing. All right. Just email Joel. Yeah, I'll have to. Yeah, I'll have I think to tr- he has. Well, when he, when he was at Trinity with me, I believe me, I was bugging him for it. Well, I think, oh, yeah. Well, he did, yeah, because he had the car, and then he gave that to um, Dan. 
he passed away a couple of years ago. Um, I can't think of his last name. He was on Facebook. Um, I think he gave it to him to restore it. Yeah. Um, and then they gave it back to him. Okay. Yeah. That's probably the photos we were looking Rollins. at. Jason. Dan, yeah, yeah, Dan, Dan Rollins. It was Dan Rollins. That's okay. who did it. Yeah, he passed away a couple of years ago. Hmm. That's cool. I mean, if Joel has a back, that's amazing. Yeah, that, that's awesome. Yeah. Man. Um, so, Jason, if you want to give a shout out to you know anybody uh, out there, uh, you know, um, and uh, we you know we kind of just do that at the end. Give a shout out to whoever you like, and and uh, we're 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 done. Plug the website. Put a bow on it. Yeah, <laughs> probably you know shout out to the, the guys that. Uh, continue to patron uh, RC Ten Talk the forum. <laughs> the yep. Facebook stuff is uh, you know it's it's kind of easy you know to always see content you know the the forum you got to kind of go there. Um, uh, also, Facebook has kind but, uh, of taken over on that part. Um, I think what it is is like I think well coming back to the ease of Facebook where. You know, you can sign up to the group and, you know, it's, it's like automatically going to come up and cause everybody goes on Facebook, you know, multiple times a day. Yeah. So as you're scrolling, anything that's new on 10 talk is going to come up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, any new post on RC tank talk is going to come up in your feed where, you know, if you want to go on the forum, you got to go log into the forum, you know, and spend your time over there. So I think that's, it's just easy. You know, well, we were talking yeah, about this earlier, yeah, though, and we felt like the forums were a little bit more organized, though, and easier to follow. Oh, they definitely are, yeah. 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 But a lot of people don't, I don't know, they just, um, like, you know, years ago, everything was, you know, build threads. Everybody would really, um, you know, start from nothing and really, you know, uh, you know, show pictures of, you know, either tear a car down clean the parts up or, you know, whatever, um, till it was completely built. And, you know, some of them can stretch out to, you know, nine, 10 pages long, you know, cause then you would have interaction with guys, uh, you know, the guys would you know, post pictures of what they're, and then guys would comment on it or, you know, give some suggestions or opinions or whatever. Um, so, um, I think that's probably the biggest thing I miss about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't have that, um, uh, a lot of interaction on, on forum. Um, but I mean, you do get, uh, you know, interaction on the, on Facebook, but it's like only for like a day. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like if I, if I post a picture of something, you know, um, building, um, I'll get, uh, comments or, you know, people liking the pictures or whatever for like a day. Right. And then it's gone and you know what I mean? You don't see it anymore. And the chances of somebody finding it later. Yeah. You know, is, uh, is a little less. Um, but yeah, it's just, the form's just nice because everything can be organized. You know, there's a place for everything for the most part. Um, and yeah, but you know, all the guys that, you know, sign up on the Facebook one and take part, post stuff and uh, thank those guys and keep it going. Really I now plug the, uh, 
I'll plug the uh, vintage Nats this year. Um, they changed the dates, and I don't remember. It's like the last week of October. Oh, okay. Up in uh, RC Excitement in Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. We get some new guys up there. That'd be nice. Some more guys up there. That'd be nice. Get some deeper fields. Yeah, that'd be good. Have some fun. Run the old stuff. Definitely appreciate uh, you being on the show and, um, and, uh, yeah, just all the help and support you've given over the years with the vintage stuff and really making it, uh, even more fun for me, even though I, I, I like it a lot and, uh, but it's been more fun, uh, you know, chatting with you about it and seeing all your builds. So appreciate that as well. Thanks. Yeah, it's good. And Gotti still, he's just looking for the Altabon, right? Yep. That's it. Thanks right. build, so. Yeah, I appreciate it. 87 RC10, okay. No. Tag you in one. <laughs> if you'll tag you in one. Tag them in one if one comes for sale on uh, on talk or something. Or just and, whatever pictures of it. Just for tag Ultima. <laughs> yeah. It's fun. Do you want, do you want a, do you want a, oh yeah, okay. Do so you want one with a graphite dazzy and stuff like a, I want like the, Joe Johnson's car. Yeah. Like the, the cheater one. What? <laughs> well, do you want do you, you want, want the, an actual are you trying to build an actual Joel Johnson replica yeah or? that's what I want I don't I don't want the Ultima I want the Joel Johnson okay. edition wow. okay yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so let's say you could get like uh, you know one of the Ultimas with the fiberglass chassis or something that you know looks cooler because it's more RC 10-ish uh, I, want, I want the Joel Johnson edition with the paint job and everything that'd be so awesome <laughs> You can get one of those kit ones with the ladder frame, you know. Uh, you can pick one up on eBay for twenty five or thirty bucks or something used. <laughs> one of those beaters. Beaters. <laughs> uh, that is that is a hard chassis to find, though. Okay. They, they don't. Uh, is it? They don't come up too often. Wonder how hard it is to the, find the, that Trinity graphite chassis. One. Oh, the oh, okay. That's, that's I'm about. Oh, okay. That all right. That, yeah, that one's that one's a little. A little tougher. And you probably had them at the damn factory. I could have grabbed one. Yeah. God damn Who knows? There could be one, a, a box of them tucked away somewhere there. Somewhere there. And <laughs> there probably was. Uh, just like the Tekken. The Tekken had, um, the Tekken had that uh, mid-motor active link chassis conversion oh. um, for the RC-10 back in like 94. And when the new people bought uh, Tekken or took over Tekken in like 2007, they found a box of those uh, chassis kits for the buggy and the truck. Wow. And they're blowing them out for like 30 bucks. Now you're lucky if you could touch one of them on eBay for like 200 bucks. They're like, they're thinking, man, what were we, what were we doing? Yeah. That's unreal. <laughs> about like four of them. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Man. So you never know. I mean, yeah, you, you go over to Trinity and there could be a thousand of them things. Yeah. Well, they're in Florida now. Jason will have to go check for me. <laughs> oh, not in Jersey anymore. Nope. They moved out of there. Yeah. Well, I'll keep an I'll keep an eye out an yeah. eye out for some uh stuff. And I might need, I might even know some people that can uh can get hooked up with a start. All right. Well, hey, this was awesome. Three plus hours of goodness yep. here, man. 
Cool. That well, was, thanks for was, having me on. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's been great. And this will we, be well received. People love, like Gotti always tells me, anytime we get into vintage or uh, 80s, 90s, it's like, our most popular stuff. It's the most feedback I hear yeah. from on shows. Like anytime we do vintage, I just, you know, I get these messages right away. Oh, this part was awesome. That was awesome. And you know, people love it. So yeah, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, we'll, uh, we'll get with you and, uh, maybe there'll be another vintage conversation we can have in the future. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm always up for talking about the old stuff. All right. We we'll, we'll, we'll put you in the uh, Rolodex then, and we need you, we'll call you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that right. good. All right, man. Thanks a lot. I appreciate it, Jason. Yeah, thanks. Take it easy. All right, bye-bye. All right, bye. Damn. I mean, if anybody's ever questioned if we're back, right? Like, you know, haven't lost a step with the long shows. I mean, <laughs> I mean, we've... We're, we're, um, yeah. Remember the old days though, the long shows, that show's too long. <laughs> show's too long. Yeah. I'm like, what do you mean too long? Like if a, if a podcast is three, four hours long, I just pause the thing, come back to it later on. It's, that's the beauty yeah. of podcasting. Yeah, you just listen to it. You, you, listen don't have to- to- <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to listen to it all in one shot. <laughs> I never understood where you could fast forward it. Or, uh, some of our listeners, they put us on uh, a little bit faster speed. We sound like chipmunks. And they yeah, go through it is, it is, it is. <laughs> but yeah, that was awesome, man. Good stuff. Mm. Absolutely. All right, that's episode two eleven. I hope you guys enjoy it. Send us some feedback on it. What you guys th- thought about it? And uh, I got uh, and I got some more people lined up for coming up upcoming weeks. So I uh, got some different uh, different ideas and a little bit different angle on a couple couple new ones. So. Uh, should be fun. All right. We'll catch you next week for 212. See ya. Yes, you put it succinctly. Suck what? Succinctly. It means perfectly. Oh, yeah. Man, I do that.